Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey guys, have you ever wondered what happened to the legendary Chuck Norris? I saw a video he made and I was shocked. He is in his 80s, still kicking butt, working out, staying active. He looks like he's got more energy, can work out longer, even has plenty of that energy left over for his grandkids, and he did this by making one change. He said that he still feels like he's in his 50s. His wife even started doing this thing too. She's never felt better. She says she feels 10 years younger, her body looks leaner, has energy all day, and Chuck's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do this same thing to see incredible changes in their health. Staying active is important. Moving around keeps you feeling good. Making sure that you take care of your gut health, your digestion, just overall, is also very important. Right now, you can go to mymorningkick.com slash Fightful. Watch Chuck's video right now. That's mymorningkick.com slash Fightful. Check out what Chuck Norris has to say. What's got him feeling so good these days? He explains everything, and you won't believe how simple it is. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. Welcome to Fightful. It is June 17th, 2023. This is your first ever AEW Collision Post Show. We got some familiar faces. We got some new-ish faces here for you. I'll be joining this show every so often as I do the uh, post-Smackdown show to give you guys some inside information. But each week, you are going to be joined by Riccicino, Iridium Fierro, and Cresta you know Cresta. She's she's here every Thursday. Listen, listen. She's put in that prison time on Thursdays <laughs> with the impact. Time. She's put she's put in that hard work. She's out there in, in that sweltering heat with that that sickle just chopping away. And she did her time, and now she's here on Saturdays talking AEW Collision. Cresta, how are you? I'm doing well. I feel like that was a Juneteenth joke, but I'll let it slide, Sean Ross. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I can make that joke. Wait, I can make that joke. I can make that joke. (laughs) My God. I hope you guys are ready because this is what it's going to be. Clownery, sports entertainment of the quality. (laughs) Well, if you guys wanted to yell at somebody else and accuse them of being on the payroll, uh, the following woman uh, actually got recommended by a person on the AEW payroll. Will Washington said, you need to hire Iridium Fierro. And I said, okay, let's give her a shot. And here she is. Iridium, how you doing? I'm so great. And just like you said, Sean, here I am. 
Um, I am here to talk nothing but great things about Fightful. So you are never going to catch me slipping, just as you said. Okay. We'll <laughs> see about that. We'll see about that. And we've got my friend Rick Achino. I've appeared uh, on on many of his shows. He's appeared here on Fightful a number of times. Where where can't you hear or see Rick Achino? He will be anchoring this show uh, moving forward weekly. And then, you know, as people tend to have plans on Saturdays, you'll either have a two, three, maybe four, maybe five, six, seven, eight, nine person panel. We don't know how it'll be, but if it goes wrong, this is the guy you get to yell at. <laughs> well, damn, just throw throw all the pressure on me, right? Right, just right into the cooker, right into the deep fryer, and and here we go. But uh, yeah, no, Sean, uh, very grateful to be here. Uh, excited to work with Cresta and Iridian, my uh, iHeartMedia uh, tag team partner uh, over there. Uh, one in Chicago, one in Cincinnati. That's right, everybody. You now have two Cincinnati Bengals blowhards under the Fightful roof. Uh, so get used to it, especially come football season. The, me and Sean are going to be annoying as oh, yeah. well. So get ready. Guys, leave a thumbs up on this video. I can't tell you how important that is. Subscribe. Uh, I'm going to be here giving you guys a lot of exclusive information that came from FightfulSelect.com. I know some of you say, oh, why would I ever pay for wrestling news? It's a lot more than that. You guys get the opportunity to interact. We've also got 40 monthly shows over there as well. Check it out at least one time. I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. And before almost each of these segments, I'll be bringing you guys some exclusive news from FightfulSelect.com. But as always, if you want your question or statement read on the air, we use Super Chats here at YouTube.com slash Fightful. And we have Humper Chats over at HumperChats.com. And some of you may be saying, what in the hell is a Humper Chat? Well, listen, uh, humping means a few things. And we have a camel that is a mascot. And you can take that any way that you want it. But when you go over to HumperChats.com, it allows us to keep a little bit more of it. It supports the show. It supports our hosts. And you can get your question or statement in whenever you want. So if it's 11 a.m. and you want to leave your question or statement for a show that's on later that night, there you go. We are here six weeknights a week, sometimes seven when there's a pay-per-view. Uh, I'm going to turn it over to Rick. He'll be passing it over to me for some inside info, but... My God, guys, there's so much to talk about, Rick. Yeah, and of course, so much of this show has been centered around the elephant in the room, CM Punk, his first uh, appearance on AEW television in 286 days. By the way, not the only person making his first appearance since 286 days. We've actually had three of them on the show. Uh, CM Punk, Andrade, and Miro, all of their last appearances for AEW were at All Out on September the 4th. And they all come back tonight and they all made major statements, uh, in my personal opinion. But so much of this was about CM Punk and more specifically what CM Punk was going to say in that opening promo, or maybe more importantly, what he wouldn't say, uh, in that opening promo. And that man said a lot. And I just jotting down a few of the notes here. First off, before his music ever even hits, we get very loud. CM Punk chance across the building it was going to be kind of interesting to see what type of reaction he gets, but it's Chicago. They love that man. Go ahead and build the statue outside of the United Center. <laughs> and I'm talking about Sean Rossett, by the way, for selling it out the first time. But period. <laughs> That's me. 
Punk's music hits. He comes out. He gets the freaking hero's welcome. And one of the first things out of his mouth is he says, I'm tired of being nice. And I'm oh, like, yeah. we've, we've, we've had nice CM Punk this whole time. Is that what you call that? Is that what we're talking about? The last time I saw this man, he's sitting back in a chair eating muffins, bleeding, and just dropping an F-bomb every two seconds. <laughs> Very unapologetic uh, about himself. Thanks the fans for helping him get to where 15-year-old Punk never thought he would be. Says his presence makes others uncomfortable simply because he brings the truth and the truth is painful. We then get an F the, the elite chant from the Chicago crowd. He says he, this is, this was such a great line. He says he's the one genuine bill in an industry of counterfeit bucks. That was a good line. Shot across the bow right there. Uh, drops the uh, WB Discovery CEO's name, says he's a big fan of CM Punk. He says the king is back. He offers his apology. What what was the exact wording on that, Sean? It was, I know you tweeted it out. It was like, I'm sorry oh. that you guys are, you are only softer than the wrestlers that you like, I believe was the exact verbiage uh, that yeah. he dropped there. The only thing softer than you are the wrestlers that you like. Yeah. The only things, yes, exactly. And then we have the bag, the red bag that is filled with, presumably, he, he alluded it is. to it, the AEW it. championship belt. Full of snakes. It, it ain't presumably. It is. Uh, I was I was having a conversation today uh, with with someone that said, hey, I think they're going to reference the, the world championship, and he's going to bring it out in some capacity. I don't know the significance of him not showing the title or anything like that, but I know that the promo was at least still being talked about. Like, what is it exactly that he's going to say earlier today? And listen, you can, you can say a lot of things, but this will only go to fuel that even more. This was a very divisive promo. Uh -huh. This was exactly what it was. Depending on whether or not you like CM Punk or not, you can view it multiple ways. And I can tell you that there were some people backstage at AEW that very much noticed that he took the mic flag off of the mic, the I AEW mic flag off that. of that. I missed that as and well. And then he didn't mention AEW one time in the promo. But he mentioned himself. He mentioned a lot of that stuff. Now, again, depending on which side of that you're on, you can look at it and say, well, Punk's just giving back everything that that he's gotten, or you can say, hey, isn't this the guy who did an interview with ESPN and complained about Hangman Page saying this, this, and this? There are a lot of different ways to, to look at this. Now, an interesting thing about the bag, Kenta, FightfulSelect.com had reported last week that the plan was Kenta and CM Punk, and there are some elements that have been filmed that we haven't seen yet. Kenta has been repeatedly saying on Twitter he wants the bag to face cm punk he wants the bag this could be the bag that he means or it's just a complete coincidence like the flashing no that we've seen on aw <laughs> tv of late but i'm really excited to see how you guys uh feel about this very polarizing segment that i look at as a wrestling media guy and go oh yes yes i'm so excited <laughs> Yeah, Dude, yes. I already know you're over there like Schefter. Just tweet. You're you're actually going to be tweeting throughout this show, or not tweeting, but texting people like, "Hey, what do you got? What do you got? What do you got?" While you're on, oh, you know, uh, you know live on YouTube here. But two big things to close out this punk segment. 
He says, as far as I'm concerned, this title is mine until somebody comes and beats me for it. And then he has these pair of shoes, these wrestling shoes across his neck. And he says, there are some people who want to see me drop these in the middle of the ring and leave them there. But I'm not going to do it until there's somebody in this company who can fill them. That line was hard. Drop mic, walk out. And I'll say this much. What Before I pitch it over to Cresta and uh, Aaron for their thoughts, no matter what you think about CM Punk, whether you hate him, whether you love him, whether you're indifferent about him, there's not very many people who are indifferent about him, and that's the whole point. CM Punk is polarizing. You either love to hate him or you absolutely love him. You're on his side. Wrestling is better when CM Punk is on my TV screen. Personally, that's how I feel about it. I'm very happy that he's back. Now, Iridan, there is a lot that I laid out there. All right. What what stood out to you the most with this promo, how Punk presented himself, and what his motivations may be moving forward here? It's time to pick a side right here. This and is this is what determines if everyone who people see you as if right everyone, here. Everyone is wondering what Iridian is thinking because she's from Chicago and she's been at the United Center. And she is from where CM Punk is from. And let me tell you, he's got me feeling a type of way. I don't know. I absolutely don't know. Like, I have my CM Punk paleta, the little rapper from last time, from the last time I was at the show. I have three of them. Like, I have two CM Punk shirts that I bought at the show. And it was good ice cream, too. Oh it was really God, good was ice cream. Delicious. It was delicious. And he came out with a Santa Claus bag. I thought he was going to start handing out lollipops, and he didn't. There was no lollipops in sight. No one has told me, confirm or deny on Twitter. Somebody, please let me know if you have a paleta. And he, oh my God, when he said that line about the Bucks, that hurt my heart, okay? I really felt it. And when people started chanting F the elite, I was like, Chicago, what are you doing? We can love everyone. We don't have to pick sides, right? But I feel like you kind of do. I feel like you kind of do. And uh, CM Punk... He was like, tell me when I'm telling lies. But all I was hearing, you know, on my side, I was like, I don't know about that. That's a little questionable, Phil. But, you know, he got everyone talking. And I feel like that's what he went out there to do. Um, him coming out with the wrestling shoes, I wasn't really sure what he was going to do with that. But he's like, people are expecting me to leave my shoes here. And, I mean, I wasn't expecting that. I don't know who else was. But Same. clearly he thought that that's what was going to happen. So he's like, you know, it's not happening. Not tonight. Not anytime soon. And the crowd was here for CM Punk, which I was not surprised. Because even when CM Punk is not on the card and you're in a show in Chicago, you are going to hear those chants. You can cannot escape them there's no way and even just being outside uh downtown today you felt it that people were ready for cm punk to come back not me though i was not ready but people were people were okay <laughs> yeah 100 uh again guys we are taking uh super chats and humper chats throughout the entirety of the show today got a few of them here carl marx uh says phil cried about getting slapped in the face during a wrestling match Who's really soft? LOL. Tell me when I'm telling lies. Uh, we got uh, Charles Hallier here. He said, can you imagine calling other people soft when you're having your third match in 381 days? And honestly, that, but, but Cresta, that's been my biggest concern with CM Punk on television. We all know who Phil is, and we all know that 
whether it's his fault or not, controversy follows this man, which is what makes him such a compelling professional wrestler and a compelling performer. And he's one of the best at blurring the lines between reality and, uh-huh. and fiction. But with him, the last two times that Tony Khan handed him the football and said, carry my team into the end zone and take me to the Super Bowl in the promised land, he limped off the field injured. That's been my biggest concern with CM Punk is can he stay healthy? So I understand what, what Charles is talking about here. Fluke injuries, but man, you get you get up there in years. Even in that ESPN article, he's sitting here talking about this is just simple stuff that I've done a million times and I wound uh-huh. up hurt. So I thought they played it a little safe in the main event with uh, CM Punk tonight. But uh, overall, uh, Cresta, your your thoughts on on CM Punk and and what he had to say tonight. And, uh, you know, people in the super chats here calling CM Punk out for being a little hypocritical, may I say. I don't I don't see it. I was sports entertained. I this was art. This is up there with the uh you know they say all men are created equal promo. This was art, bro. Like <laughs> I loved it. When he said tell me um tell me when I'm telling lies, he said no lies. Hey, listen, I'm seeing this from the perspective of y'all clearly worked it out enough where you're at work. So I, I'm gonna get worked. I'm here to get worked. So clearly, I'm I'm assuming this is a work. I know nothing about the backstage. I don't know these people. They got real life beef. That has nothing to do with me. I'm here to be entertained by Christian Mingo Punk. I was entertained. I loved it. I even when he called them the counterfeit bucks, I was like, damn, that's petty. It is. <laughs> but it was great. That was great. The Chicago crowd, hot. The Chicago crowd, as a New York girl, I appreciate y'all. Because when y'all hate somebody, y'all hate somebody. <laughs> and when you love somebody, that guy is Jesus. So shout out to the Chicago crowd for that. I thought it was great. I I understand Phil getting hurt. But still, he's like, what you going to do, man? Wrestling is dangerous. It's not fake. It like, what you going to do, man? I still think he could still carry them into the promised land. But we... He, whether Like you said in the beginning of the show, whether he is on your screen or not, controversy creates cash, and CM Punk is king of that. So I think AEW yeah. is all the more better for him being on screen, even if he is, say, a malarkey. I'm here for the malarkey. I'll, I'll buy a ticket. Now, the, the interesting thing is what's going to happen when CM Punk doesn't have the home field advantage, right? Mm-hmm. What are the reactions going to be? Because, yeah, Iridian, clearly he was the Chicago Bears tonight, but what happens when he goes in to, you know – Lambo, or you know he goes and he plays the new york jets and hey look there's aaron Rodgers, right like so what 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 it when his graphic first popped up on dynamite and did tony khan made that announcement that was a very mixed reaction in that crowd that's so true it's be very interesting to see how he gets met because i don't think his promo lands tonight as hard if he wasn't in chicago Oh, yeah, absolutely. fortunately, tonight he got the Sean Ross at Black Label Pro reaction <laughs> is what he got tonight. Just deafening applause. Period. I cheer when Sean Ross Sapp is on my screen. Same. Well, that, that was more that was more than my Black Label Pro reaction. <laughs> right there. We do. I wasn't going to say have, nothing. I saw the clip. Like we that. do have some more uh, super chats here. Mr. Acosta says, first time, long time. Elite have to respond, right? And Matthew Hook says CMFTR uh, versus Elite feels like it's happening. Thoughts? I don't think it's happening, Rich. Oh, I, I, I no. wish it was. Yeah, no, that's the money match, man. And he told ESPN, you know, again, Phil, great at blurring, you know, reality and what's on screen. But he told ESPN, it's like, look, this isn't happening. I've tried contacting these people and I get attorneys sending me messages back saying, please don't contact my client. 
I don't think you're going to see the elite respond at least like outright. I think you're going to maybe get some subtle shots like like CM Punk took tonight. But for me, what I read into this is CM Punk's is going after Max. That's and the story. I, yeah. And I did reach out to people close to Punk or the Bucks and, and Omega, and they didn't seem to know anything about the the notion that they were that they told Punk, oh, don't reach out to us. But it could have been somebody else in that camp. But I can tell you that I know FTR, specifically Dax, have been heavily pushing CMFTR versus the Elite. Like, he's not been shy about it or anything like that, but they have specifically pushed it. But I know that a lot of the Elite creative pro, uh, plans are already in effect for several months, actually. I think instead of calling it CMFTR, just call it Comforter. Make your life a lot easier. Comforter. <laughs> Somebody I'm called just... it cum fart on the internet. And I was like, oh, <laughs> Jesus. Okay. <laughs> 10 wow. out of 10. Love wrestling fans. Love Listen, wrestling man- fans. Manscapes our sponsor tonight. We're all right. <laughs> We're all right with that. Bobby Lee says, uh, saying that some need to beat him for what he never lost, but not being able to stay healthy long enough to give someone a chance to beat you. And then <laughs> Parker Hines says something that could apply to, to that last super chat. Folks, where's the lie? <laughs> Welcome back, punk. Listen, yeah. his Rick, his hit a lot better than Bobby Fish's. I mean, yeah, you ain't wrong, that's for sure. But that's not exactly a high bar either. Um, but yeah, man, look, I get what Punk is saying. Yes, no one ever beat him for the championship. But again, man, the the injury aspect of it does does play into it. But I do like this, right? If you're not gonna give me, if if you're not able to give me CMFTR against the elite. You could do a lot worse than setting up CM Punk to come back and run it back with Max. That's true. You could do a lot worse. And yeah, in CM Punk's mind, right, it makes sense that he would come back and go, look, I'm still the guy. Look, remember what he said tonight. I didn't get the AEW world title because I had the best dog collar match. No, I got it because I won the effing match. So he does have a gripe there. Uh, with Max, the thing that I don't like about it is it kind of cues up, unless they do that match first, kind of cues up that Adam Cole is not going to be the one to beat MJF for that uh, for that AEW World Title. I don't think Punk should be either. I think I think the title has moved on past CM Punk, uh-huh. and it should yeah. move yeah. past CM. Punk. I'll also add really quickly that even though CM Punk does get injured, if we can book a match where Karen Jarrett can wrestle, we could book a match where CM Punk can wrestle. I'm just saying That's this is true. professional wrestling. This isn't. This isn't rocket science. Come, come on now. Come on now. And she had a good match, too. I'm not I'm not dunking on her, but she had a good match, too. So, yeah. All I'll say is that if CM Punk is the champion, let me see the title. Where is it at? It's in the bag. Probably had a replica. Probably was a replica. I was going to say, did he have to? Ha- I don't. I know, like, all the WWE people get, like, their own titles to, you know, put up on their wall. I don't know if that uh, goes the same for AEW. If, if that was the case, Tony Khan's just running out of TNT championships. Just give away. I know one damn thing. He doesn't have his Fightful Award. It's still sitting in my, my house right <laughs> now. I'm walking over there. I just pick up your award, Bill. Well, I, listen, FightfulSelect.com broke the news today that Collision's coming to Lexington, so maybe I can drop it off to him personally. I'm sure Here there's nobody that CM Punk wants to see more than a wrestling media guy. But uh, Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I believe, I believe we have some more uh, super chats about Punk. Yes, uh, Vasco says uh, CM Punk versus MJF2. I think it would actually be like, M- I think that would be like what? Their, their third 
different one that they had. Uh, he said uh, bringing on the promos would uh, be absolute fire. Uh, Kevin Hale was the uh, WBD top guy referring to CM Punk as one Bill Phil, possibly in reference to the upcoming new deal worth over a billion. Yes. Yes, it could be. So when people, when, when I hear that and, you know, there were a lot of people that were dunking on, I think it was some people on the observer board. Like, no, that was absolutely a real number that was being thrown around. Like within like people in the know was that there's a real possibility that dynamite rampage collision, all access, and then also likely and possibly an expanded pay-per-view schedule, possibly streaming on max could lead to a billion dollar deal all encompassing whenever that happens. Cause this is not a, yeah. And that would be monster for AEW. And I'll tell you why it'd be monster for AEW. They are not a publicly traded company. So if Shad and Tony Khan decide that, Oh, well, you know what? We just want to profit $1 million or $2 million this year instead of a hundred million. Well, guess where else that money's going? It's going towards talent. It's going towards upgrades. It's going towards a lot of that. WWE are like, well, we need to maximize profits for shareholders. So these are going to be two different businesses that are run very similarly in some ways, but very differently in other ways. I got a few more uh, super chats to get to here, too. Uh, Shot Kid says uh, Punk's promo was money. Felt a little too on the nose for me. Uh, not uh, if it not being uh, to setting up setting some stuff up. Excuse me. Uh, it's honestly the first time I thought Punk and the elite worked things out. Um, no, man, I think that's just, you know, that's just going to be CM Punk. He's going to go out there and, and take his shots because he hasn't been able to for the, uh, uh, the last nine months. Patchy Rick says the bucks, uh, slid in a million dollar gate line on all access, but, uh, no one noticed because it was on all access. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> I, hey, look, I enjoyed that show when I, when I watched it. Plus I got to talk to Dr. Britt Baker and, uh, Adam Cole because of it. So I'm thankful for that, uh for that show but uh overall here guys um what what did you guys let's let's start with cresta did the promo live up to your expectations ultimately you know what what give a rating to the promo we had somebody in a super chat ask for uh for us to give a rating on cm punk's promo here what would you on a scale of one to ten or one to five let's say one ten one to ten sure you know honestly i i started watching wrestling in modern times and in 2018 and CM Punk wasn't wrestling then. And to see him now and hear the the visages of the pipe bomb, this wasn't a pipe bomb, but it was really good. I liked it. Like I said, this is wrestling art to me. I'm giving it a nine. I also like chaos. And to me, this also sold so much chaos, whether you're getting worked or you think this is real or you think it's not, you're still talking about it. This is, this is good. So it's a nine and I'll give it a 9.8, not a 10, but a 9.8. Iridian. I'm going to give it like a 7.5 and the 0.5 is because he brought props with him. He's had his little shoes. He had the bag. So I'm like, okay, you're going to put on a show. I'm here for it. Hard 7.5. Yeah, Listen, it, he, he asked Nick Hausman about improv and then he's out there doing improv with the shoes and the, the bag and all this that stuff. Ain't improv. He had that planned out. All right. That's he can true. sit here. He can sit here and tell me, I don't know what I'm going to say till I go out there. Son, you're bringing props. You plan some shit. All right. So yeah, that's true. He had a I mean, just some bullet points. Even his even his rant on Nick was wasn't improv. He had that planned, and then Nick kind of blew oh, it yeah. up. Well, and you know that because he forgot a few lines because he'd get asked a question, and he'd be like, "Oh, wait a minute, I forgot to say something else here, real quick," and just completely divert off of whatever the question was. Man, he just would not let it go. The most tense atmosphere I've ever been in. 
that was a small room. Uh, it felt like a small room uh, that night. And I honestly, at the point where that was happening, I'm like, why did I sit in the front row? I'm like I'm getting just, I'm five feet away from this man next to Nick Hausman, by the way. It was, it was crazy. so I was getting updates from the room as I was on the air with Julie Cutler. And it's like, oh, he's going off. He's no, it's really bad. And I'm like, oh, is it? Is it as bad as this? And they go, no, whatever you've heard, it's worse. <laughs> and then I, then a few minutes later, it's like, no, security's running through the backstage. Then minutes later, it's I get a wrestler saying there was a fight. It was the most insane thing I've ever covered. And I had to cover that whole MJF fiasco a few months later. Like I felt like I felt like I was never gonna recover from AEW <laughs> pay-per-views at that point. <laughs> By the time full gear ran around. I looked like that meme of the dog with the 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 military helicopter in the background that's like seeing some shit. <laughs> like no, not AEW, not the pay-per-view, not again. Uh, well, couple- get ready cuz Punk is back, baby. Mm. Yes. Yeah. We're going to we're going to move on here. Got a few more super chats. By the way, I'm going to give it about a, a 7, right? Cuz I think there was obviously some things that Punk wanted to say that legally he was not allowed to say because he signed some papers, right? But he still brought it. He had the mic drop moments at the end. The props made sense. He delivered. I'm going to give it a seven, uh, seven out of ten. It probably would have been cranked up to eleven had he actually gotten to say what he wanted. Probably, um, to yeah. Say. Uh, Eloquent says, "Do people uh, forget that the elite trolled Punk in Chicago? Right. That shot was a receipt. LOL. Small snippets, snippets of life. So Punk's promo was more heelish uh, for me uh, than it was a face in in the main event." Is this what it will be going forward? Um, I think there's a pretty good chance because I think CM Punk knows he's going to get booed in other cities. So I think he's going to be leaving his options open. But I also think with him saying, look, I'm tired of being nice. I think he may just take the I'm CM Punk. If you love me, great. If you don't, whatever. And that's kind of what I think his message was when he was pointing out the signs. You want to call me Pepsi Phil? Fine. You want to you know, whatever the other sign was, it was a negative one toward him. You want to do that? Great. I don't care anymore. He's just going to unapologetically be himself. If that means he's MJF in Manhattan, or that means he's MJF in Los Angeles or anywhere else in the country. Okay, great. Long Island. I meant to say Long Island, not Manhattan, but regardless, yeah, he like, if he gets booed, great. If he gets cheered, great. He doesn't care. And I don't think Tony Khan will care either because the guy's going to continue to get uh, reactions. Uh, some overall thoughts here as the super chest just continue to, to pour in from the show tonight. Uh, Bandable says, uh, wow, what a breath of fresh air on commentary tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, I have found my regular Saturday night spot. Well-timed show, great matches, uh, amazing look and feel home run for AEW. Uh, Iridian, I, I have to agree. That's the stage, the set, the design, everything looks slick. Uh, the lighting was spectacular tonight. And when, you know, Tony Khan made the commentary announcement and it was Kevin Kelly and Nigel McGuinness, and I believe JR was supposed to be on more tonight, but I think uh, he suffered a fall in the last yeah. couple of days and kind of roughed himself up there a little bit. According sounded to bad too. He sounded he, real bad. There's a reason he wasn't on the entire two hour show, but uh, his voice did loosen up there a little bit uh, toward the end. But uh, commentary, the look, the presentation. Heck, man, they even got Elton John to mix in with professional wrestling, and I didn't know how that was going to come off, but it works, dang it. And no, anybody who says they needed the Nickelback version, no, they don't. Stop that. Just don't even do it. Uh, Rudy, what were your thoughts on the overall presentation, the look, the feel of the show tonight? 
Oh God, it was beautiful. That staging was so crisp. It looked like it was freshly waxed. It was so smooth. Yeah. Like it was <laughs> so good. I was like, man, I, it even looked a little bit slippery. So I was worried about how the talent was going to get down there. Um, it was going to give a slip and slide vibe, but it was so, so clean. I was really excited. And just to open up with that song, I was super pumped right out of the gate. And the crowd seemed so excited. And I just, man, I wish I was there. I wish I was there, but like, it was so good. A uh, lot of super chats uh, for the new panel uh, here. Can, uh, applause all around uh, for all that's of us. What we, here. That's what we like. Yes. That's what we love. Uh, Mr. Acosta says, uh, Iridian, Cresta uh, and Rick, not sure how many times I'll be able to see the uh, live collision show, but I really like your energy and I wish you all success. Big fan of SRS. And I know he only puts good people on these shows. Uh, Zach Schemmel uh, says, welcome Rick and Iridian to Fightful family. Cresta it's nice to see you live and SRS as always. Hello. Hello to the Fightful family. A great show tonight. I look forward to watching and modding on Saturday nights. And then he says Miro rules. Hell yes. he does. Cannot wait to talk about him. So happy he's on this show. It's really Brian says, welcome Rick and Iridian and yay for more Cresta. Let's fucking go. He says, and Scott George, yay. Rest wrestle friend Iridian. Uh, welcome to Fightful. Thank you guys so much for all of the uh, super chats. Uh, keep sending them in. We will try to get to as many. Well, we're going to get, we're going to run down them all uh, here. Cause there's, yeah, we're, we're going to get all of them. Yeah, the super worry. chats. We got to get through them all. So I, that means I actually have to pay really close attention. You to didn't forget list. about your humper chats either guys. We're going yes, to get the to humper chats, <laughs> humper chats and super chat. We're going to get to all the chats. All right. All, all the chats uh, going on here. So after Ladies and gentlemen, we get past CM Punk. It is our first match in the history of AEW Collision, and it is for the TNT Championship. Wardlow defending against Luchasaurus. Uh, early on, Wardlow is focused on uh, Christian, and Christian would play a major role here uh, later on. First things first, I I, I got I can't put Wardlow over enough uh, as a performer. Like this guy might be the most impressive athlete in the entire company. Like he's tossing luchasaurus right with ease he's power bombing this man he is power slamming him he is throwing him all around and then he gets up on the top rope and delivers maybe the most beautiful swanton bomb senton whatever you want to call it in the company this guy has complete control of that massive ass body of his and it's unbelievable that he can do that um he looks like he has war uh uh Wardlow is just going to cruise uh, to victory in this one. He hits one power bomb. He's taking his time. He's not even letting Christian bother him on the outside, and he's living it up, and he's doing the, the conductor bit to the outside here. Runs into a choke slam. Quick two count there. After hitting a power slam, though, Christian distracts Wardlow. He takes the bait this time, allowing Luchasaurus to get back to his feet. Uh, he ends up blocking the ref's view after a corner spot. And then Christian bashes Wardlow's head in with a camera that he stole from a photographer on the outside. Luchasaurus hits a clubbing forearm to the back of the head. And holy shit. One, two, three. They have flipped the TNT championship again. And honestly, one of the best spots of the whole night. Luchasaurus just won this title. But Christian gets his ass into the ring, <laughs> grabs it from the referee, and is holding it up in the corner, screaming, I did it. I did it. I won the title. Such a perfect 
chicken shit heel move. Christian is so good at this. He knows exactly what he's doing. I don't know how I feel about them taking the title off of Wardlow again, but I've always been a massive fan of Luchasaurus, and I'm happy that he's getting this win. Heel Christian and his turtlenecks are great. Uh, so I really have mixed feelings about this. Cresta, your thoughts on, once again here, another swap uh, with the TNT Championship. I'm going to tell you something that Joe Pearl knows all too well about me. Big, meaty men slapping meat. This match was fantastic. First of all, they are too big to be doing what they're both doing. Second yeah. of all, Christian, yeah. you piece of crap. Why was he celebrating like he did anything that entire I match? I, I loved it so much. Lived. I lived. Also, rest in peace, Art Anderson. He's not dead. He just got beat up last week. But he would have been the difference maker. It kind of sucks because um, I am one of those people who feel like Wardlow, I feel like he never had like a strong feud, in my opinion, or something that says, wow, that was your champion. But these are the breaks. It's the TNT title. These are the breaks. It'd be like that. I'm here for it. I like Luchasaurus. But what's going to have happen when Luchasaurus is like, me want celebrate. And Christian's like, no, you're a dinosaur. Yeah. You know, celebrate me. <laughs> I can't wait for that because uh, Christian getting choked slam in a turtleneck. Ten out of ten. <laughs> yeah, look, I Christian one of these days is going to get his butt whooped, and I fully expect Christian to parade around now like he is the TNT. Oh champion. yeah, especially like, when Luchasaurus had him on his shoulders, like he was a champion. Like Luchasaurus, what are back. you doing, bro? <laughs> great callback. I love it. Uh, it. It's a big win, but again, I just it, it feels like. It's one step forward with Wardlow and then two steps back. And yeah, like he wins the TNT title back and then he loses it three days later to Hobbs. And then Hobbs doesn't even have it that long and he loses it back to back to no, Wardlow. There's, there's been one person since Miro that's held it longer than uh, 70 days. One yeah. person since Miro. It's, it's the seven. Uh, Wardlow was the yeah. only one uh, in July of last year. But it's changed seven times since November. It's like all the time, which I'm okay with here and there. But yeah, uh, it's, become, I, it's the hot potato title at this point yeah. is what it is. There's I, only three guys who have held it over 100 days. Yeah. And, two, and I think two of them were the first two guys. I was fairly surprised that Luchasaurus won this. But I mean, I kind of, but not really because it's, it's hot potatoed so much. But I was talking to people today that were surprised that Luchasaurus was even on collision because he's one of Young Bucks boys. Like he's one of their buddies. Mm. And that was that was a thing that I, I was told maybe people were side-eyeing, looking at, being like, okay, how will this go? Will it be diplomatic? Will he get some sort of attitude? How will that work? But uh Man, leave that dinosaur alone alone. He learned from Jeff Jarrett. Go get a check. How can you be mad at that? How can you be mad at that? That's y'all beef. I'm minding my business. Cressa, you you mean he did he did learn with Jeff Jarrett because he went to high school with dinosaurs. That's 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 true. That's and Bobby exactly Fish was the teacher. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the uh, lie? Where's yeah. the come on now? Uh, some super chats and humper chats pouring in uh, here for the uh, TNT championship match. Uh, Majestic Marie, first time viewer, loved the show overall. Did Wardlow do something backstage? The poor guy looks worse every single title defense. Uh, Caden C says Christian should have just won the ladder match. That I disagree with because if, if Christian's whole gimmick moving forward is I'm really the TNT champion and he's not the TNT champion, that's going to be better than if Christian had just won the ladder match. I think that... And it creates an interesting dynamic uh, already in here between now Christian 
and Luchasaurus. Just how much is Luchasaurus Christian's Bobo? Um, you know what it is with Wardlow? I think he's missing his ponytail. That's what it is. When he had his bun, he was on top, right? Tippity top. He never missed. And now he's without it. And everything's a mess. Christian was out here acting a fool the whole match. He was hiding under the ring. He was running around. He was confiscating yeah. other people's belongings. First of all, keep your hands to yourself, sir. And he did not do that. And to take that championship belt he literally left luchasaurus in the ring by himself and he walked out with the championship like are you crazy luchasaurus, that, luchasaurus is probably gonna have to put all his work every single week and christian is gonna take all the credit the whole uh -huh. time he needs to be out here searching for something better to do that's what christian needs to be doing love christian though but come on sir uh technically he's taking advantage of an elderly person Mm. Oh. Ancient, ancient, almost ancient. extinct at this point. He's the last of his kind. Mm -hmm. Very true. Uh, in his new Super Shredder get, get up, which I absolutely love. Uh, Mr. Acosta uh, saying that uh, has Wardlow lost his mojo down bad since MJF feud? Look, we all know where this is heading. Wardlow is going to be a four-time TNT champion, and then uh, in about you know two weeks after that, he'll drop it to he'll drop it to somebody else, and uh, he'll just. On this merry-go-round for uh, a very, very uh, long, long time. Uh, if, so if there's, if there, if you needed more of an indication that what happened at Double or Nothing last year was not the plan from the jump, it's how that all unfolded. Wardlow absolutely crushed MJF, and how often is it mentioned on TV? Never. It's never brought up ever. Unless Man. they're taking the TNT title off of Wardlow so they can move him up to the AEW title picture and have him go against MJF. I, Unless I like they're going to be doing that down the line. Maybe. Surely they should. Because MJF needs absolutely. to beat him. Yeah. Absolutely. 100%. But then you're going to have people lining up the Super Chats going, they've just totally killed Wardlow. What are they doing? You know, Wardlow's been hmm. dead at this point. No shade. No shade. I like Wardlow, but he, <laughs> he, he kind of dead already. He got beat up by a dinosaur tonight. Ugh. Facts. Uh, Chad722 uh, says, uh, Kevin Kelly, JR, and the uh, the Red gave me 97 Raw vibes uh, tonight. Uh, Brent Lockman, great, great name. All night I was afraid the collision stage would become sentient and try to take over the world. Fantastic show. Uh, Cactus J22, if the quality of collision stays at this level, do you think it could overtake Dynamite? as the flagship show are we already on the battle for brand supremacy talk here is this what we're doing cresta you look like you got thoughts on this i mean i don't see it replacing dynamite but rampage might not be long for this world if they keep on keeping on that that, that i mean this was a fantastic show and to me dynamite is typically fantastic so rampage is the only one who's like father please <laughs> so it, it, it might be rampage if we're talking about brands of privacy, it might be rampage. So it's funny when I asked people in AEW, I'm like, why didn't you all just like move rampage to Saturdays and just do that? Like two hours. Mm -hmm. And I was told, well, they've always looked at that as their Sunday night heat. And I said, always, I was like, it sends kind of mixed messages when you bring back CM Punk on that show and it equals the, the best viewership you ever had for AEW dynamite as a result. Like that sends a lot of mixed messages, which now I think Rampage has found this really great groove where they're just like, 
hey, we've got a bunch of dream matches that are probably never going to happen within storyline, so we're just going to throw them on here. So here's Takashita versus Bandito in an absolute slapper. Also, get well soon, Bandito. He broke his wrist during that. Yeah, that's Ah, get well soon, bud. Uh, Yellow Boy says, just wanted to pop in and say Collision had a really good start, uh, and this post-show has all-stars on it. All-stars. Three of them right now for sure, and then I'm here as well. He says, love you guys. Uh, Andrew H. Get well, uh, get well soon, Yellow Boy. He had uh, surgery to remove uh, a cancer spot this week, so get uh, well soon to Yellow Boy. Get well yes, soon, Yellow uh, Andrew H., can each panelist guess the Collision rating? I'm assuming he means uh, the audience uh, for tonight. That's... It's going to be interesting. I think this, I think Saturday night is until college football season starts, right? Like it's, this is a good time slot right now. And, but it's a good time slot to go to a show, right? Cause you're more likely to go out, stay out late, party, have a good time when it's uh -huh. a Saturday night. But you also want to go out, party on a Saturday night, not necessarily stay inside and watch wrestling. So I think maybe. This could be a, a great seller as far as venue and tickets when it gets really hot. It is going to be interesting to see as far as television ratings, if it'll stick in today's uh, society. It's been a long time since we've had a weekly television program on Saturdays. I'll say 800K for the first one. I think Punk is going to add to that. I'll go. I'll, I'll, I'll You know what? I'm going to say 801. I will prices right your ass oh. here. 801, son. Wow. My ass is not for sale. <laughs> <laughs> any guesses Iridian, um, I'm, I'm gonna say 700 i don't know anything about ratings so <laughs> i'm putting that out there first of all um i'm guessing a million is exceptional right yes. so yeah i'm just gonna go like a hundred thousand lower than sean just because <laughs> um i like iridian know nothing about ratings but I will say that this is a great time. Even if you're going to go out, I don't know how old you guys are. I'm over 9,000 years old. But when I used to go outside, um, this would be the time that I'm pre-gaming with my friends. And what's great than to watch a wrestling show? So maybe I'm going to have to go with you. Let's do 808. Let's price or ride it together. Oh, dang. Dang. So, all right. Well, if uh, if we land anywhere between uh, 801 and 807, I win. All right. Then, uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't we'll think that's how that works. <laughs> God, wouldn't it's gonna it hit it's gonna hit 799 and, and Iridian will win. No, what it's gonna happen is it's gonna hit 699 and we all lose. That's exactly yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what's gonna happen. True. Uh GBP says uh Will uh did an absolute banger uh with this show. Uh question for Sean. Uh Aaron Roland, uh, what date in Lexington for collision? Do you have a date on that? I don't. I was just told uh, August. I was told that last night when I was trolling about in Rep Arena. I'm I'm stoked because wrestling here was hurting for a very long time. Uh, wrestling on TV didn't happen here for like 10 years because you had to stop matches whenever somebody bled. So WWE and everywhere else were just like, oh, we'll go to Indianapolis and Cincinnati and Huntington and Nashville and Knoxville wow. and everywhere but Kentucky. And um I just, uh, I'm just so glad it's back because this year has been good with a dynamite, a collision, and uh, now a SmackDown that's going to be forever in the record books now, which is incredible to be at last night. Yes, I was going to say you got, they put SmackDown in Lexington, they put Raw in <laughs> Cleveland, and they gave Cincinnati a super show. Thanks, guys. But, awesome. but Roman Reigns defending his championship on a live event. I like I was tempted. I'm glad that I, I picked to go to collision, but 
especially considering what happened last night, Roman Reigns against Rey Mysterio for the championship on a live event. That's that's one of the bigger live event matches you're going to see ever. Yeah, I and I would have been there if, uh, you know, I didn't have this new job uh, that just happened to start. So it was absolutely poor timing. I, I have been told that the uh, crowd there at the Heritage Bank Center was uh, pretty raucous tonight. So, Cresta, Cresta, where are you at geographically? I'm in New York City, the Bronx. Ah, 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 ah. Oh, so, okay. <laughs> so Iridium passed up going to Collision. Rick passed up going to this WWE show. Uh, I could have went to that WWE show as well. I also considered flying to Collision. What did you pass up? Is there what even happens in in New York, especially the Bronx? Are like Lord Tariq and Peter Gunn still out there singing that song oh or something? Oh my Sean Rossap. Nothing even happens there. <laughs> What is this, the 90s? <laughs> yes. Nothing happens in New York. She um, didn't have nothing to do. I, I Listen, all I was going to do is play video games and play Diablo 4. I don't go outside. It's dangerous. We're still in a Pico de Gallo, bro. That's, it's dangerous outside. I, I'd rather play video games and watch wrestling. I don't know about you. I don't have a life. I watch wrestling. I'm going to go outside and touch grass. No thanks. No, no thanks. I, Ew, stinky. I mean, it's... <laughs> We all have to take nights off work if we want to go to do something because, as Sean said earlier, there's wrestling on six days of the week and sometimes seven. And sometimes there's three pay-per-views in one damn weekend. Like, holy what crap. What is sleep? If you like wrestling, boy, have we got something for you. Oh, yeah. Dude, this was supposed oh, yeah. to be my side gig. Suddenly, this has turned into my second full-time job. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, man. Oh, all right. So we get uh, a promo from Powerhouse Hobbs tonight. Uh, he has his sights set on winning this year's Owen Hart. The Owen Hart Cup is back. And then later, and rather fittingly, Ricky Starks also announces that he uh, is entering into the Owen Cup. Iridian, if you had to choose, we'll go with the entire Ricky field Starks. that we know. I was going to say, didn't even get it out of my damn mouth, and you were on Team Ricky. Ricky. Starks, that man is a star, okay? Nope. I have been waiting since Preach. day one. I really thought that he was going to be the one to take that title off of MJF. And then when they didn't do it, I was like, no, I've been here for years. Oh, I've been on this boat for years. Come on, do something. And here we are again. And I feel like, all right, Ricky, this is your time now. And you have to let them walk out with that championship because I feel mm -hmm. like with Adam Cole and Britt Baker, they won those titles and then we never saw those titles again. So at least let them walk out. You know, MJF has that ring that he comes out with and that's his and he can just hold it. He doesn't have to do anything with it. So why can't we do that with these championships? Cresta, I if you have to one, Ricky, you going, Ricky? Uh, yo, Ricky Starks. Bro, I've heard the comparisons to The Rock or whatever it is, but he's so charismatic. He got the meat and potatoes in the ring. He's really good on the mic. He he is a star, and I agree with Iridian that he'd actually maybe defend that belt on TV. We saw it once one when they won it last year, and that was it. So I'm excited. I want Richard Starks to win. Come on, Richard. Like, depending on what how these crowds go with CM Punk, Ricky Starks should be the top babyface on Collision. He should be wholeheartedly because he is one of these guys who's been vastly underutilized and he's everything that you guys say he is. He's charismatic. He's great on the mic. He's quick witted. He's fucking excellent in the ring on top of all that. The guy's a five tool player. Yeah. I, I it's, it's surprising to me that he's in, still in the spot that he's in. It feels like he's in the exact same spot that he was in when he was on team Taz and he was holding the FCW championship. Like it, it's just been pretty much a lateral move for him. He had the big blow off feud with with Hobbs and 
I mean, yeah, Hobbs had the TNT title, but he had it for all of like 20 days before he dropped it back to uh, Wardlow. And now here he is in the own heart. I'd like to see these two guys both make it to the finals. I don't know the rest of the field yet, but I think if it came down to Hobbs and Starks in the finals, you can draw back on their history with one another and really uh-huh. kind of make that a, a personal battle and, and get people excited uh, for this. But uh, yeah, I'm either one of them. Honestly, Hobbs is one of these guys that's been underutilized as well. Agreed. Our second match of the night. Holy Jesus. What an absolute. Sean, what do you call it? Sirloin beef, some bitch match. Is that what Sirloin that beef, sons of bitches. Although I did have someone point out because that's usually for the bigger boys. This is more of like a filet mignon, sons of bitches match. Yeah. A little bit leaner beef, but they still hit really hard. Mm. And, and I mean, as of a month ago, we had been reporting uh, about Andrade and his path back. And there were some reports that like he got surgery knowing that collision was going to come up. That isn't true. I mean, his, his reps even told me that they had no idea about collision as of that point that he just needed to get healthy. And I mean, uh-huh. he's had a tumultuous relationship with AEW you know, probably because he told Tony Khan that he wasn't going to fight Sammy Guevara and then immediately walked out and punched Sammy <laughs> Guevara in the face. Like that will strain your relationship with sure. your boss sometimes yeah. that, that will do it. But also, I have personally seen how hard this guy works. Uh, I remember I did media at SummerSlam 2019 in Toronto. And it's the most media I've ever seen. And Rick, you have seen how loaded some of those media rooms are. Sometimes dozens. There were over 100 media there. So you weren't getting everybody at these. And Andrade was not advertised. And he still showed up there in a suit first thing in the morning and came and did interviews in English. And I was like, hey, I noticed you weren't advertised here. So why are you here? He said, Vince told me that if I wanted to improve my spot, I should learn English. So I'm down here practicing. And I mean, that always stuck with me, like how hard that he works in that sense and how good he is at this. And then sometimes you'll have that situation like we had with Sammy. And sometimes it'll be like a month ago when he was at Dynamite and he worked basically a 15 minute match with Serpentico in the ring and said, nah, I don't feel good. And the doctors were like, I think you're good to go. And he's like, no, nah, maybe, I don't know. Maybe not. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> Me- meanwhile, he had already taken two wrestling bookings in June for other companies uh, and had those planned uh, is something that I heard. And then he had also said, you know, that thing that Miro and Thunder Rosa are doing where they're walking into Tony's office. I ain't doing that. That ain't happening. So he came back the next week and filmed a social segment. And the reality of the situation is he's so good that sometimes you just got to deal with it. Sometimes you just got to deal with it. I'll never forget when Leo Rush had all that heat on him in WWE. A veteran was talking to me about him, and they compared compared him and Andrade to Enzo Amore. And they said, here's the thing about Enzo. Enzo knows that he sucks in the ring. Andrade and Leo Rush know that they're good at everything. Yeah. And how can you tell somebody that is every bit as good as what you what they think they are that they need to listen a little bit more? They're both like they both don't have deficiencies in those departments. So I'm just glad to see Andrade back. Uh, He has so much personality. He's one of those guys that when WWE took his mask off, people were like or when he took his mask off before WWE, people were like, what are they doing? No, it was the right move. He's a star. He's got it. I'm just glad to see him back. Yeah, he comes out, man. He, he, look, he ain't been lazy while he's been out. He's, that dude is as wide as a Mack truck. He has just yeah. got 
he's got those Brock Lesnar shoulders, man. And like, it's, it's crazy to see him go out there and then do the kind of stuff uh, that he does. He gets in the ring, uh, gets very loud. Welcome back chance uh, for Andrade from the crowd here uh, in Chicago. And these dudes are laying it in uh, to each other early on this one. And at one point uh, during the commercial break, uh, medical was checking on both of these guys. Don't know if that's legitimate or or not. It was, it was planned. It was planned. It was, yeah. Okay, it was a planned thing because both of these guys were selling past injuries, which I thought was great. Andrade with the shoulder, uh, which made me think it was a, a work because they were both just happened to be selling the left side of their bodies, which that's always a sign to me that that's, that's a planned segment for that. If it's the right side, I'm going, oh, crap, something's going on there. So um, Andrade selling the shoulder, Buddy favoring the knee. The spot in the corner with Buddy Murphy where he missed the sunset flip, that was honestly hard for me to tell. That was either meant to happen or he had such a great recovery where he immediately sold the knee. And it makes me feel like it was such a great recovery because he stayed on the offensive and Andrade did not capitalize on that. But it was just brilliant for him to immediately go to the knee and then do the kick to the face. Uh, Andrade hits a stiff back elbow. Buddy turns around with a surprise running knee out of the corner. And then the absolute just chef's kiss finish here where Andrade locks in the figure four on the hurt knee. Buddy won't tap. So what does Andrade do? He bridges up. He hits the figure eight. Murphy taps, or excuse me, Murphy Matthews taps. Well, well according according to Dasha, it was Buddy Murphy. Yeah, that's what she called him. I thought I heard that. I was like, Nah, I'm bugging. I I'm bugging. Yeah, it's me. I, that, it's old habits die hard on this one. But the point remains: Andrade wins the WrestleMania significant other rematch here tonight on Collision. Yeah, uh, we got somebody saying, do they read this chat? Yes, we do. Uh, Send in your super chats. Send in your humper chats, and we'll get your questions or statements right on the air. Like our uh, friend Shotcute, who says, anyway, Andrade versus Buddy. Holy effing shit. The last thing on Punk and Elite. If I was them, I wouldn't want anyone to think we've made up to ensure a potential program is as hot as possible. I've got some more thoughts on that that I'll tell you about later. But Roderick says, uh, have the issues between CMLL and New Japan that kept Naito off the previous Forbidden Door pay-per-view been resolved? LIJ versus House of Black. Um, and uh, Luis mentions that all the members of LIJ will compete in the CMLL-New Japan joint show on June 30th. So I'll look more into that as well. But Bizarro, actually, we've got Bizarro Big L talking about uh, the blind tag tourney that was announced. He says, is it going to be, or I think it's going to be a single elimination with a blind bracket. Make surprises easier for sure. But how hot is House of Black versus LIJ right now? The heel punk is in full effect, and I'm game in line with that. Go Steeler. Now, I ain't reading anything about the Steelers. And that ain't, that ain't going to fly if he ain't here either. So, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm going to shut that shit down immediately. Same but, uh, yeah, Tom. Andrade and uh, House of Black. It was, whew. I, yeah, I'm that ready was to see what emerges from that. Because at the end of this, Andrade goes full baby face, wants to shake Buddy's hand, and he ain't having it. And the lights go out, and then there's Brody, there's Alistair, and they leave Andrade laying here. Iridian, uh, this was hard-hitting. And I'll say this much, Andrade doesn't look like he missed a beat. Like, you would have not thought that this was his first match in AEW in nine months. Oh, my goodness. Andrade, el ídolo. 
just fantastic, right? Commentary was trying to do the Spanish. I applaud them, <laughs> but it was not hitting, okay? They were trying <laughs> so hard, and I was like, oh, no, you could have just winged it, my dude. Uh, but, you know, I, I applaud them for trying. It was really, really good. And um, I think I'm, I'm a huge fan of Andrade. He's super talented. We're from the same place in Mexico, so we are, like, hours away. It's, like, it's in the same state, but we're hours away. But, you know, I think that that makes us technically, like, best friends. So, Andrade, he is amazing. And this match was so aggressive. I put, like, a little star in my notes for this one because I think this was the match of the night. Even with the main event that we got, I yeah. think that the way that these guys were in the ring, really aggressive stuff. They were selling. When Andrade hit that back elbow, I thought it was done. I really thought you know buddy's team crisp got crisp out of there so it was it was crazy yeah i thought it was so good yeah this this cresta this was uh thoroughly enjoyable watching these two go and i honestly i could i could watch them go right now again for 30 minutes honestly truly when when they said it was andrade versus buddy matthews my first thought was who's eating the pin here because these guys both don't lose it's kind of like when roosh comes out it's like who because it's not Roosh. I don't, I don't, I don't know who's gonna take the pin. The match itself, fantastic. I I I want to say it's a match of the night, but I thoroughly enjoyed this whole episode of Collision. So I yeah, can't even say that I think everything was great. I want to shout out the cartwheel into the moonsault off the side apron from Andrade. He is so tall, just visually imposing for him to be moving like that, ridiculous. And also want to give the psycho knee that Buddy Matthews got on Andrade, just for Andrade to kick out of that when he tried the pin attempt. This was great. Um, I don't know. Is it just me? Maybe Andrade for House of Black? I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate it. Everything's a faction in AEW. I That's wouldn't how I hate thought it. it was going. I thought That's he was going to get misted. And I was like, okay, Julia's there. Misted. <laughs> I thought he was going to pop. And then, you know, it was going to be... <laughs> He was going to be on the ground, missed it. I thought that was going to happen. And Julia didn't do anything. Also, shout out to Julia. She is amazing. Yes. All of her facial expressions, even just, you know, holding onto the ropes and the camera shoots to her. Her eyes are like watching like, oh, man, that was so close. She is so scary, but I love she her. She has a demented look like, I'm going to get you down, Pat. Like, don't look at me too long, please. I'm sorry. Yes. I don't know what I did. Speaking, you know, of, facial, speaking of facial expressions, there, there's some facial expressions that you don't want. You don't want to be grimacing mm. when you're trimming down there. Mm. <laughs> mm. You don't want that. And manscape.com and the code FIFA that may, will make sure that when you're handling those delicate areas really and your body, so you're going to have all the tools you need. The lawnmower 4.0. It's got a, it's got a headlight on the thing. To make sure you don't look like John Moxley after you're two minutes into a match. You don't want that. They got that skin safe proprietary technology there. They got the performance package 4.0. They've got formulations. They got all kinds of stuff. Boxers. They got the Beard Hedger Pro Kit. Everything in this thing. Beard shampoo, conditioner, oil, beard balm, travel bags, and a beard hedger trimmer. It's the best beard trimmer I've ever used. They've got beard brushes, combs, and beard scissors. Virtually everything in the bathroom for grooming that you need. Men's skin and hair care kits as well. Deodorant, body wash, conditioner, body spray, even lip balm. And right now, you get it. 20% off with free shipping when you use that code FIGHTFUL at manscaped.com. 
They even got that Persevere cologne. It's for your body. Don't worry. It's not for down there. But hey, you know what? They also have ball deodorant if you're into that sort of thing. They've got the Buff Bundle as well. That has a buff body or a body buffer, rather, silicone scrubber. It's got body wash. It's got everything. Everything in the bathroom but toilet paper. And I bet you that's coming soon, too. I bet you that's next. I guarantee it. Manscaped.com and the code Fightful. Please use that code because let me tell you, I don't know how many podcasts I've been on where I talk about the men and the stench when it comes to wrestling shows. Save your balls. Guys, it's okay to put deodorant (laughs) on. It's okay. You're not hurting anyone. You're really just benefiting yourselves. So use that code, please, and use it well. You don't have to buy just one. You can buy more. They've got bundles. So many bundles. bundles. Listen, here's what you do. You hop it. First off, you, you do your little trimmings, all that stuff. Make sure you're good and fresh there. You hop in the shower, mm-hmm. you use that that shampoo, you use that conditioner, you use that body wash. Oh my gosh, you're already smelling good. Then you hop out, you get their deodorant, you get their cologne. It's it's extra layers of protection. I want to know who was the man that had the nerve to put 48-hour protection on deodorant sticks? Because it ain't true. It ain't true. So don't listen to that. Use it every day. Not every 48 hours. That's a marketing ploy. Take it from somebody that sells news every day. It's a marketing ploy. Use deodorant every day. Manscaped. And if you shower within those 48 hours, it, it's gone. So you know what? It, it, it ain't going to be there anymore. Like, kudos for showering. But, you know, men, you know, we stink naturally. So, you know, it just kind of rolls in. By the way, that lawnmower 4.0 ain't no joke. I mean, it's it's. It's for real. So use the um that's not the, even my line. I stole that from um what you call his face. Bully Ray. Taz, my balls. I know. I saw it. I uh, do have a couple of uh super chats here. Still need to uh get to uh, Zach Schemmel saying a uh, collision is coming to North Carolina, South Carolina soon, which means that I can finally all caps see AEW live for the first time. You're going to have a hell of a time. It is an incredible atmosphere being there uh, live in person and just being part of that crowd. Trust me. If anybody at FIFO comes to these shows, I will gladly provide transportation. So uh, Zach Schimmel, thank you very much. We are going to be all over the map. Uh, We were at SmackDown last night, Toronto, Joel, Denise, and I think uh, Kate are going to be there. I'm going to be in London twice this year. Maggie's going to be in London. I think I'm going to be in Chicago as well for All Out. I'll be uh, in Lexington for Collision. There's a Dynamite in Cincinnati as well that I'm sure that Rick and I will both be at. There's just going to be a lot. But Rick, I'll tell you what's going to happen, and I'm going to be very mad about it, and you're going to be too. There is one bye week for the Jaguars this year. And that Sunday night is when the Bills play the Bengals in prime time. That will be the night that full gear airs. I guarantee it. I bet you anything. I bet you anything. I'm going to be sitting there. Listen, I'm going to be calling upon one of these uh, wonderful ladies below us to fill in. And I will be sitting there in my season ticket seats with my phone watching AEW and rooting for the Bengals to sack Josh Allen 74 times. What, what, what? What day is that? Or like what month is that? What time of the year is that? November. November. Okay, yeah. So it'll probably be a brisk 
40 degrees here in Cincinnati, and I will be sitting comfortably uh, in the press boxes as I cover that game for Sirius XM. So I will uh, not be. I will not be. <laughs> Yay, sports ball. No sports. Uh, this question for SRS. Do you know why the Sting match was pulled? Uh, Luke Jaggard wants to know. I don't. Um, they they were definitely they had him on a pitch count earlier this year, and uh, there were a lot of people that were like, "Oh, do they have the retirement plan?" No, they don't have the retirement plan. Oh. Tony is very much like, "I'm going to let this guy go until he doesn't want to go anymore. I'm not going to tell him he's retiring. I'm going to let him keep going until he says that he he can anymore." So uh, I have asked about that, but sometimes, quite honestly. They just forget to book travel for people. I'm not saying that that's happening with this situation. Something tells me they never forgot Sting's travel, but uh, I don't have an answer to that yet, but I will ask. All righty. Uh, going back to the uh, Owen Hart Cup here, uh, Chad722 says Ricky Starks and Sky Blue uh, for the uh, Owen winner. Sky had a great week this week. We'll get to her coming up yeah. in a few minutes, but we talked about these these big returns. The, the collision brand is the brand for returns here because we already talked about you know cm punk obviously coming back andrade coming back we'll talk about miro scorpio sky gets a vignette here tonight sean we have not seen him in a match in almost a year i was curious i knew it had been a while so i looked it up he has not wrestled for AEW since he lost the TNT title to Wardlow. Wardlow's first reign. He has now completed three reigns as the TNT yes. champion within the last 11 months. Scorpio Sky has been gone for a long time, and now he's back. What can you tell us about that situation? I can tell you that Scorpio Sky has been healthy for a very, very long time, like since November. I, I saw him at uh, WrestleCade. Shout out to our friends in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Check that out this year. I'll be there for that. But uh, I, I saw him there. We, we chatted briefly on camera. He did a run-in on our, and on my uh, Ethan Page interview. But I had been asking people after that. I'm like, what? Like, is he there? Is he healthy? And they're like, no, he's not ever backstage even. like He wasn't even backstage at the LA show, which was in his neck of the woods. Yeah. And he had been cleared and just waiting on creative for a very, very long time. And and I do think that was a part of Tony Khan's plan, or maybe it's a plan that he happened upon. But I had heard that he had effectively thought, okay, I've got a whole lot of people that that our audience swears they want to see, that they keep asking about. So I'm going to give them a place where they can watch all yeah. of them. And that is a thing that actually Will Washington mentioned on Unrestricted this week. He goes, Scorpio Sky, Miro, Andrade, CM Punk, all these people are coming back and they're anchoring a show and Dynamite doesn't miss anything as a result of that. Yeah. I mean, AEW is literally stockpiled talent. And as a person who's going to be doing and anchoring this post show, I'm not mad at it because I'm one of those people who has been begging to see those dudes back on my TV screen for a very, very long time. And one of those guys, thankfully, thankfully, we finally got to watch him destroy somebody tonight. Uh, we come back from commercial break, and Tony Nice is in the ring, ladies and gentlemen. He basically calls the entire crowd fat uh, and says that it's time for, for group training. He and Smart Mark Sterling are taking over Collision. They're stopping the show, and he wants everybody to start touching their toes. And then the Redeemer shows up, and he comes down to the ring, and he just flat out decimates Tony Nese in this match honestly went a lot longer than I thought it was going to go. Yeah. I was expecting this to be 
Machka kick, camel clutch, get out of dodge. But he just beat his ass tonight. Even got in a uh, a punch on uh, smart smart Mark here tonight. But a uh, couple of hope spots here for Tony. You know, he he blocks the uh, ten beats of the Baldrin uh, League of Nations tribute spot there for for Miro tonight. But uh, yeah, he did not have a prayer in this matchup, Iridian, and it's. Look, I didn't care. I knew it was going to be a squash, but just the fact that Miro was back on my TV screen, don't know what, like, storyline purposes where he's kind of directionless still at this moment, but damn, it was just good to see him in the ring. Yeah, and he looked great, you know, and you can tell when he was fighting that he was really feeling himself in that ring. He would stop and have those moments. He would flex. His little chest was going, so he was having a good time. Hey, hey his big-ass chest was going. Ain't no little chest on that, man. And you know what? Tony Nice was talking about Chicago. Stop having your deep dish. First of all, rude, offensive. Ah. Sir. I don't go to your place and tell you to stop eating pizza, your pizza, whatever. Um, so and he was also trying to get people to work out, which is no, let's not. Let's not. I'm not a fan of that. So, <laughs> yeah, he got what he what he what was coming to him. And uh, Miro, good for him. I'm really excited to have him back on on TV. And hopefully it's every week. Yes. Cresta, what would you like to see them do with Miro? moving forward like this is a guy who needs a strong storyline and honestly that's what he's been waiting for somebody had said it in chat it might be gone now but i agree with them 100 because they told my stole my thunder an international championship that orange cassidy got you've been doing a lot mr orange juice and i appreciate you but it's time for Miro to squeeze it out of you give you the old blood orange surprise i think that this match exactly was what it needed to be following that hot match with Andrade and Buddy Matthews. This gave the crowd a chance to, because if you would have put that women's match on, even the women's match had the air sucked out of it. We knew what Tony Nese was about to do, and he's a great seller. <sighs> Tony Nese, I knew he, every time Tony Nese is in that ring, I'm like, damn, he's about to get beat up. But I believe it. I believe he's about to get beat up. It was great. I want Miro, I, I think Miro taking it off of Orange Cassidy would be great. And I think it'll also give Orange Cassidy, if he chooses to, a chance to be that more serious wrestler. Cause remember he doesn't try. And if he did, it'd be over for you hoes. So I'd, I'd be interested in seeing that. Yeah. So uh, they'll got, get, uh, yeah, we got Go Brent Lockman saying niece takes a perfect beating always. Uh, Rick, it's funny. Cause th this has been a tumultuous relationship with Miro and Tony uh, or AEW in general as well. I know they had met during the time that Miro was off about coming back and, Nothing ever happened until this. And I feel based on the things that I heard, and there's many things that I can't even report because it's, it is a lot of, he said, she said in that situation, there were some real miscommunications there where Miro was told one thing, AEW and Tony were told another thing and it got mixed up somewhere in the middle as to what was supposed to happen. Like a lot of what got reported last year, wasn't what was relayed to Miro and wasn't what was re relayed to Tony Khan. And that shows you they probably do need a talent relations department in that sense as well. And I know they've expanded a lot of that as well. FightfulSelect.com reported today that Chris Hero would be, uh, it was at least planned for a tryout very soon as well in, in some capacity. But the situation with Miro that really surprised me was he signed for a big discount his first like nine, 10 months. Yeah. And he had even said, I'm going to come here and I'm going to be on a cheap deal. And then after that, I'm getting paid a lot of money. And then they paid him a lot of money and they parked him for yeah. like a year. So wild to me that that happened. 
he's such a star yeah. too. His presence is amazing, and his in ring is top tier. I think that even even in a comedy situation, he's still fantastic. I think yeah, that he, not having Mira as your top star is a bit of a mistake. Yeah, look, I mean, this is a guy. I agree with you. Like, it, to start off, having him take the belt off of Orange Cassidy would be. I think it's it is the move to make, right? Because when Swerve didn't win it, I'm like, okay, it's got to be Miro's at this point because. Orange Cassidy has had my favorite championship run of, of anybody going right now. I mean, the matches are just top notch. I love that, you know, he continues to put it on the line like every single week. And he just doesn't care either like that. Like he's like, whatever, I'll defend it against 21 dudes. Hey, we're in Vegas, right? And we'll just call it the blackjack. We'll just call it the blackjack, you know, battle royal. That work, Renee? All right, cool. Renee, book it or whatever the hell he say. He just doesn't care. He'll put it up on the line against anybody. So just to like have Miro like come up against him and do it when he's doing it like a backstage segment, he's just like, cool, whatever. And then he just absolutely gets destroyed. I was kind of hoping that's the direction they would go for this first show. Like that was the title change that I wanted. I like for the first collision show back when it first got announced, I was like, okay, have orange get out of double or nothing with the belt. And then have him drop it to Miro on the first collision show. They want to get Orange through Forbidden Door. But then after that, we'll see if uh, if Miro picks that up at all. Uh, let's see. Let's go back to the uh, super chats here. We got uh, one uh, brand split. LOL. Matthew Hooks. Uh, do you think it's good that AEW is not doing a strict brand split? Um I do actually, because, and even if, even if they are right, even if they are, I think Tony Khan is playing it smart in not publicizing what the rosters are because anybody who watches Monday night raw or, or Friday night Smackdown. And the second, the second that somebody who's not supposed to be on that show shows up on that show. That is immediately all you see on social media is people screaming, what brand split? This is bullshit. Blah, 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 blah. I think it's smart for Tony Khan to just say, Hey, yeah. Okay. No, it's not really strict rosters, but even if he has them, he ain't telling anybody about it. And I like the idea of, yeah, you're going to have your staples for each show. But still, yeah, you can bring in a few other people in when you, when you need to. I, Our I don't... feature story on uh, FightfulSelect.com Sunday will be about this, how it's changed, what people are expecting to happen, and a lot of the backstage reactions because there was a brand split planned as of like a month ago. There were, there were internal memos that went out and everything. Uh, there it was a plan. I don't know what necessarily happened with it, but I did get a lot of details as to what their plans are and when and why things happen can't say whether or not it'll for sure happen but i do have a lot of details coming to fightful select on sunday there you go just five bucks everybody make sure to subscribe uh shy town spurs says uh immediately putting a belt back on miro is whack to me to be honest uh give it to somebody who's been here the whole time hobbs or still swerve uh would be my pick uh i Look, I'm just begging for something substantial for Miro, you know, in this, in this situation. That's where my mindset goes. But I totally 100 uh, percent understand where you're coming from on that. Uh, continue to get those super chats and humper chats in, guys. Uh, we'll get to uh, all of them throughout the show today. Mr. Acosta says Cresta from the BX. You're if I'm pronouncing yeah. that right. OK, there we go. Rick, all I right. got you. Just, yeah. yep. You got to start from the base. Okay, you're got it. All right. Yeah, we're good. We'll take it. We'll take it. We'll take it. All right. I'll work on it. Uh 
uh, Tad saying uh, if OC gets absolutely murdered by Miro and then cracks a tiny smile of relief that he gets to rest for a while, I will mark all the way out. Uh, I think he probably would. Uh, he'd be like, I can imagine a situation where he's backstage and Renee says, do you, are you going to be going after, do you want a rematch? And he just goes, no, he just walks, <laughs> off, just walks off the screen and just goes away for a little bit or just stays out of the title picture. Uh, our one women's match tonight was a tag team match. Uh, Tony Storm and Ruby Soho versus Will and Nightingale and Sky Blue Willow and Sky got heroes welcomes tonight. Willow is quickly becoming one of my favorite people to watch perform in all of professional wrestling. She is just an absolute rock star. You can't help but smile uh, when she is on uh, TV here. And this match starts out hot. For those of you who watch Dynamite, a little bit of revenge for Sky Blue's mom. Uh, she got sprayed on Dynamite this week. She gets uh, Tony and Ruby in her face, and she gets a couple of good slaps in. And that just allows Willow to come in and just plow through Ruby Soho. Very reminiscent of when Keith Lee sent Adam Cole flying into the crowd. This time it was Ruby going headfirst into the barricade. That was just an absolute yeet of a toss uh, from Willow on that. And that was before the bell even rang, by the way. They finally get all these ladies in there. Um, the bell gets going. Sky getting great reactions from the hometown crowd throughout this. They were all the way behind her when... Tony had that clover leaf locked in and she is just military crawling like three fourths of the way to the ring, reaching out for the bottom rope there the whole time. Uh, Ruby and Tony had this match one. They had sky dead to rights and then they had to pull out that damn spray can and shake it up and get everything all pumped up. And then Willow comes in from behind. Ruby ends up eating the paint in the eyes that allows a code blue to get hit and sky blue gets a win Ruby and Tony lose without Soraya by their side tonight. Uh, this, Cresta, this is just a hell of a week for, for Sky Blue, who is somebody who is quickly uh, on the rise and I think is one of, these, one of these talents that is going to benefit greatly by there now being a second show that's two hours long that can feature more of the women like Sky Blue, who we have not seen a ton of yet. Oh, I 100% agree. And I think that Willow being the first Women's New Japan Strong Champion and competing with her, also a great rub. I love Willow. I agree with what you said here as well. Like, she's so, she's a star. She is yes. a rock star. So you can gravitate to her. And I think Willow, not Willow, sorry, Sky Blue is someone on the AEW roster that if you put the time into her, maybe not your next class of champions, but the ones after that, absolutely. Absolutely. And that interview with RJ City really set her. She's a little arsonist, huh? I, I love her. I love her even more now. I love her. I think that um, if, if you really put her in a program where she, like, if she beats someone like a Britt Baker, people would be like, she's a great wrestler. Her code blue is disgusting. It's so good. It's so good. I She's a champion. Maybe not in the next year, maybe in a year and some change, but she she has star potential all over her. Yeah, look. Iridian, I, I agree. I think both Sky and Willow, those are that that's the future top end of your women's division with, with those two, without a doubt. Yeah, absolutely. Willow's energy is just so infectious. The moment you hear her theme, the moment she comes out smiling, you want to dance and you're like, oh man. Party, it, baby. Yeah. Party. We're, we're here. We're for it. And Sky Blue, she is so young. And every time I see her in the ring, she gets better. Every single time. And I'm just like, man, I, I, I stay impressed 
with Sky Blue. She's my hometown hero. I was like, anytime I hear the Chicago, Illinois, I was like, yes, that's my girl. I'm here for it. Uh, she, she was just so good. But yeah, the demise of the outcast this week was that travel size spray can that they carry <laughs> every single week. I don't even know where they get spray paint. I think it's, I think it's illegal here in Illinois. I don't know where they got it. So I'm going to need answers on that. Sean, you need to figure that out. That's, that's a good one. That's the good one. heels. Mm hmm. You said they found a way. They smuggled it. They got it from Dan Housen. <laughs> I mean, he's he's for sure going to be on the punk brand. Mm. Oh, what million? Their buddies. I I, I I I wish him all the best in the speediest recovery. I miss him on my television screen. Uh, Wrestling Wind Down says, "Shy Town in the house, go Iridian." Uh, Brent Lockman saying Willow's intro, all the happy, followed by a death metal font warms the heart. Uh, she's got to be on Forbidden Door somewhere. I wholeheartedly uh, agree with that one. And one LT photo says, where was La Mira Mira? Uh, shocked, no promo uh, tonight. She cleared. She cleared. I, I don't know why. That was very surprising if they had her do that, that segment. Because, yeah. I mean, that was a few weeks removed from her being on a live stream saying like, I got to talk to a doctor to see if I'm going to have surgery or not. So, I mean, I think they just did it to get people to talk and I guess yeah. it worked. I'll tell you what people don't care about anybody nearly as much as when they're not on TV. That's true. Yep. I my Q and A's, my Q and A shows <laughs> on Fightful select are always filled with what happened with this person. What happened with this person? What, where, where are they at? Where are they at? Where are they at? I have people asking me about Shanky. Nobody cares. <laughs> Y'all don't care about Shanky. Why are you asking? It's just because he's not on TV. Where is he? He ain't good. They took him off TV. That's what it is. Not when, when your entire character is built around, I'm going to dance around the ring instead of wrestle. Like that's, that's not a good sign. All right. That's Accentuate the positive, hide the negative. He can dance. There you go. <laughs> he can move. He can move outside the ring, inside the ring. Mm. Little Better bit. than me. Shout out to Shanky. We got a Jeff Jarrett promo tonight uh, for a concession stand brawl against Mark Briscoe. Sean, that match is going to be happening on uh, this coming Wednesday. That's a pretty stacked dynamite again. They, they are loading these dynamite shows lately. I will always... Every new show I'm on, I just want to, I'll reiterate the best piece of wrestling advice I ever got from an in-ring perspective was from Christopher Daniels. And I asked him, how can you avoid botching? And he said, never do anything in minute five that you can't do in minute 30. So like he doesn't do like some shooting star press at five minutes in because he knows if he gets 30 minutes in, he can't do that move. Jeff Jarrett never did anything in 1989 that he wouldn't be able to do in 2023. <laughs> he can do all the same shit he could do in the 80s and 1990. You go back and watch a, a Jeff Jarrett match on WWF in 93. It's the same stuff. And it's all pretty solid. There's not a single move that he can't still do today. And I respect that. He's got his wheelhouse, that. baby. He's got his wheelhouse. He knows how to butter his bread, and he does it. it there's, and he's, he's there's a brilliant guy. He is a very smart guy, yeah. And look how long he's been wrestling. How many decades now? 
since the 80s yeah yeah so four four or five decades he's been wrestling jeff jarrett will make sure he gets a check and you're absolutely right everything (laughs) i've seen jeff jarrett has done the same thing in the fed in impact and tna and and i know what i'm getting i know what i'm getting baby and i know he's getting his friends too and it's gonna be overbooked and there's gonna be a guitar and there's gonna be a spot I wonder if he knows exactly how many guitars he has broken over dudes' heads in his career. Like, does he actually have a ticker? Does he keep count? I would love to know the answer to that. I doubt it. (laughs) He's got to have, like, a deal with Guitar Center or something. Like, where does he keep getting all this stuff? Okay, so now we need need Sean to hunt down where they're getting the spray paint and where Jeff Jarrett gets his guitars. Brother. (laughs) You have a mission now. Uh, USD says uh, Tony Storm's hip attack is so brutal to see Uh, changes the uh, injury diagnosis from uh, whiplash uh, to whiplash. Maybe he was trying to say whip ash, whip ass, maybe uh, on that one. Uh, I type whiplash twice uh, in the uh, script that I have here. But uh, yeah, I I 100 percent. Oh, okay, sorry. From uh, whiplash to hip lash is what he was trying to say. I went the Ah. uh, the wrong way with the pun. I. Y'all know where my mind's at when uh, Tony Storm's in the <laughs> But, uh, yeah, no, I agree. That is – it's a great move, and it works so well for her. Um, it's going to be interesting to see where, where things go uh, without uh, Soraya backing them up tonight. I mean, I think they wanted to give Sky Blue a win in her hometown, and at least they protected Tony. Um, when Ruby's in the match, unfortunately, you know, she's the one that's going to be there to eat the pin if that team is going to lose. And that's exactly uh, – what happened uh, tonight? Let's see. Moving on here. We get Tony Schiavone in the ring tonight to interview the acclaimed daddy ass out there rocking a pink scissor me outfit. Uh, Anthony Bowen's uh, firing up the crowd here, promising now Sean AEW not only does it stand for acclaimed every Wednesday, but every weekend as well. So it sounds like they're going to be uh, on TV a lot. Yeah, um, it looks like it. I mean, again, the brand split isn't going to be a brand split uh, by the looks of it. But I mean, right now they're one of the hottest acts. They've they're one of the top merch sellers in AEW too, is what I'm what I'm told, and that's probably not surprising. I'm just glad that Anthony Bowens has gotten a lot of shine off this too, because in in the initial months of it, you're like, okay, well, it's very clear the raps are over, but what what about Bowens? And now Bowens is on an equal level, if not surpassed Max Caster in that regard. He is, he's, he is what everybody that knew him before thought he was going to be. And Iridian, honestly, one of the moments of this show, we get a, a four-way history-making collision scissor with Tony Schiavone in the middle of the action there. I mean, that's every, it just puts a smile on everybody's face. They can all go home happy at that point. Who needs a main event after we see the, the four-way scissoring in the middle of the ring? You know, that to me was crazy. Tony was ready in that corner. Oh, he was pumped for it. I was like, okay, sir, you have been waiting for this moment. And I thought it was going to be like a two and two situation. But no, it was like the ultimate scissor. It was a four way scissor here between all of the men. And I was like, oh, okay. And you know that that fit that daddy ass had tomorrow morning will be on Fashion Nova. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you uh, so much. I think they should sell those as pajamas and see if anybody will will actually like buy them off the AEW it. site. But Cresta, uh, Tony's living his best life here uh, in the middle of the ring. Man, he's got so many like iconic like in ring segments. Like that gif of him saying "What the fuck" after Britt Baker just totally tore him down in the middle of the ring is still 
uh, very popular out there on Twitter. It's nice to see him, you know, actually smiling and having a good moment in the middle of the ring. Tony Schiavone is that really nerdy friend that hangs out with like the biker gang. They're like, yo, what is that guy doing? It's like, yo, leave Tony alone. Tony's cool as hell, bro. You That's don't know what dude, Tony's man. been through. And Tony's down. Like, Tony was ready to scissor. I think that in another lifetime, Sony would have Bronco busted somebody. Wow, did I have a stroke? Tony would have Bronco busted someone or a spine busted someone even. Tony Schiavone's down. He's cool. He got the earring. He knows what's up. Yeah, one of my uh, co-workers at the radio station I work at, 700 WLW in Cincinnati, worked with Tony for a few years down in Atlanta. They were both at the same radio station after Tony had left uh, WCW. So every time, uh, every ever, every few days or so, he'll be... He'll, he'll tell me a Tony uh, Shivani story. Many of them I can't tell on the air here, uh, but uh, it, it's it's funny. It, and it, it always makes me chuckle when I see him on TV now. But uh, yeah, I, I love uh, I love watching that man do what he does. Uh, Fid McAwesome says, can someone teach Kevin Kelly how to pronounce the talent's names correctly? He said Andrade's name uh, three different ways, and all of them were incorrect. Look, man, he tried. He, he's getting his reps in. You know, sometimes... I don't know. In the in the heat of the moment, I've been in an announcer moment. Sometimes you just get the yips with, with, with certain things. And you, I've said Iridian's name like four different times on this show already. You know you what? It's tricky. Okay, <laughs> a lot of it's tricky. And um, commentary tonight, you know. I, I believe they will get better, but you know, it happens to the, to the best of everyone. Even Don Callis, when he was talking about Takeshita on rampage, he was calling him um, El, El Dio, which that no, it's Dios, the God of pro wrestling. So he missed an S it's okay. He was excited. He was excited. It's fine. <laughs> There's also a lot going on, right? Like I, in the ring, but on commentary, especially, and like, honestly, even something as simple as doing this show, I'm so grateful that Sean is here for this first show. Because this is the largest audience in the biggest chat room that I have been a part of by a mile. And just Thanks. trying to get, just trying to remember everything that I have to do. I'm very happy that he is cracking the whip in the private chat telling me, dumbass, do this now. Do this now. So, you know, there's a lot. There's a lot that goes on to all of this. All right. You got to keep track of a lot of things. Back to the super. I, I'll, I'll occasionally have people that are like. Sean always looks like he's looking off screen and not paying attention to people. I'm going to give you guys a little secret. These have sound that come out of them. <laughs> and I can do this. I can look, check this out. Hey guys, I can still hear you. I'm not even on the screen. This Sean Ross Sapp guy sucks. And on a, on a lot of these shows, I'm not like, I don't have a producer. Luis isn't always here. Thankfully he's here today. Drew yes. will be here next week. But uh, yeah, occasionally I'll have people to be like, he looks like he's not even paying attention. I'm sorry, but even if I were looking at my co-host, you wouldn't think I was looking. My co-hosts aren't inside this webcam up here. Mm -hmm. This ain't them. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you're a clown. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Bizarro Big... Bizarro Big L says, Willow is the female combo of Keith Lee and Kevin Steen. Uh, any word on predictions on possible opponents for Willow at Forbidden Door? Uh, Danhausen taking OC's title after an insane defense would be on the uh, OC way. Uh, the new finger poke of doom. Hashtag <laughs> all in Blimphausen. 
Uh, so yeah, uh, Willow, Forbidden Door, Sean, any thoughts? Heard anything on that one potentially? Any guesses? I haven't. I haven't heard anything yet. We shall see. That brings us, ladies and gentlemen, to the big main event: the return to the ring uh, for CM Punk and Sean. This is um, this is a team, the CMFTR team, that a lot of people have wanted to see, and this is something that these guys have wanted to do commentary said it we've all seen it in yep. the news and on ftr's podcast these guys are really really close friends so i think it made a ton of sense out of the gate let's give the crowd what they want let's put cm punk and ftr together yeah i mean uh i got the opportunity to interview dax a couple of times between november and then march and then i they he asked me to come on stage at his wrestlemania weekend show and each of those times he made it abundantly clear we want to do this we and punk wants to come back this wants to be a thing which it was very funny because after this show went off the air dax said and i quote don't listen to the journalists this ain't dynamite <laughs> versus collision and i'm like don't listen to the journalists the guy in the ring with you said that less than two hours before i'm like come on what are we doing here what are Sean, we doing here? He said it. <laughs> that guy said it. The one sitting right <laughs> next to you. Meanwhile, Ooh, Cass is just sitting here like, Chris I don't said, care. Sean, let it go. She said, let it go, Sean. Imagine <laughs> living in the past. Dude. I could not. <laughs> Dude, that, that, that happened at 805. That's some old shit. Like, that's, exactly. That, that's, yeah, the that's, world move like this. Come on yeah. now. Yeah. it's what are you doing for me right now right right at the, in this moment that's what it's all about but uh we get loud cm ftr chance uh at the start of this and i thought you know pretty predictable but still smart the way that they set this match up here uh where it was dax and cash and jay and juice some kind of combination of those four men in the match early on carried about five minutes maybe five or six minutes or so before punk finally gets the tag in and the crowd's going nuts. Punk is in the ring, but we all know what we were, what we really want, right? We we all, the moment we knew what we wanted, we're sitting there, we're begging. I think it was Juice who backed up. It looked like he wanted to tag Jay into the match. And then Samoa Joe just reaps, uh, reaches over and smacks Juice in the back. And then the entire United Center just erupts like it's 2004. Uh, they are partying in the stands all over again as CM Punk and Samoa Joe are standing across the ring from one another about to lock up. And thank God they didn't do that stupid WWE shit where they tease a moment and didn't deliver on it. It was 100% let's effing go between these two. And just, again, I had goosebumps watching those two go at it. You know, we'll get to the rest of the match later, but just the electricity of feeling Iridian, the, the crowd and everything, that moment, just those two staring at each other was pretty special tonight, I thought. Yeah, that was crazy. And you know what? It looked like they were like fighting, fighting before the fist actually swung because you could see Punk saying a little swear words. And then you could go Joe. And I was like, oh my God, what is happening? I really wish. You know, we had them mic'd up because I want to hear what they were saying to each other. You just hear chops with the mic off. Oh, so good. But man, the crowd was losing their minds for it. And I really can't applaud the camera cuts here because 
they really panned to some people who were really selling it for me. You know, I think there was a little girl, she was screaming her heart out and she had her little CM Punk shirt on. There was this guy that they showed that probably had five CM Punk shirts on. He probably stacked them onto each other. I don't know if you guys saw this, but he probably went and bought merch and literally was like, let me just put it all on so I don't have to walk out. I'm not going to lay it on the United Center floor. What am I going to do with this? I know, I know, right? He was being smart. He was being smart. Um, but man, just having them both in the ring and having the arena lose their minds, that was really, really a nice moment. And I'm glad that we got to see that. And then they really went at it, which I was here for. Yeah. And honestly, it was only a few minutes that that Punk was in the ring, Cresta. And honestly, that smart move. OK, he Sean, I believe you were the one who reported like he pushed to wrestle on this show yes. that was your that was your report I, uh, he, he never he never wrestled at the united center and he wanted that to happen because you you never know what happens tomorrow but he yeah. wanted to make sure that that happened and it was something that he felt adamantly about and uh there there were a lot of pitches along the way like jericho wanted to get in on the the cm punk hype train i think punk appropriately realized uh, that's not really a, a buzzworthy feud in 2023. Jericho doing his own thing and doing something separate. Sure. Uh, Samoa Joe versus Punk was thrown out there. There were graphics made about it. There were word that it could be Switchblade himself. So there were a lot of things before they got to this. And I'm glad that they got to this because they did a lot of things that they wanted to do. Punk got to wrestle in the United Center. They had a big open and close of the show. And CMFTR got to do their thing, complete in uh, matching gear. Yeah, and Cresta, you know, the, again, very smart. CM Punk's first match back. His last two of his last few matches, he ends up getting hurt. This was a nice way, even though he and Joe went at each other hard for a couple of minutes. It's a nice way to kind of reintroduce him gently as much as possible when you're in the ring with Samoa Joe. Reintroduce him gently back into this world of professional wrestling and, and get his feet wet there a little bit. So had it not been for commentary, I I would not have known that CM Punk and Samoa Joe had real life, well, not real life, but previous beef before. I had a friend send me a gif of Samoa Joe being an absolute knob to a CM Punk fan in a Ring of Honor thing. It was hilarious. But you could feel those chops. I think like to oh, Ridian's point, yeah, you at one point, when after Samoa Joe chopped CM Punk the first time, the first two times in the corner, and CM Punk tried to chop him back, CM Punk then got him in a, uh, a headlock, brought him down, and he could hear him tell the ref, that shit hurt, man. Like, who his <laughs> chest looked like raw meat. Samoa Joe was slapping the tattoos off of his chest. I do like how they kept, I felt in this match, CM Punk and Samoa Joe special. And um, shout-outs to Dax Harwood, but FTR Bald was really getting worked over this match, and that's something rare I barely, I rarely see. FTR Hair, shout-outs to Cash Wheeler, but I, that's what I call you guys all the time. FTR Hair was really working this match. And for him to do, I don't know what it was. He ran into the corner, did, like, some... I don't know what it was, because these guys are no flifty dudes. They're just fists and punches. So for him to do that, and then it looked like almost like a swanton... I don't know what the hell he did, but my mind had blown up. I was sports entertained, and it was a nice layer to FTR. I think you can't talk about good tag team matches without bringing up FTR. And once again, they've impressed the f out of me. So I don't know. I don't want to wrestle Samoa Joe after that. I'll tell you that. I'm somebody sorry. on somebody on Fightful Select has been calling uh, CM Punk FTR tattoo for the last <laughs> week and a half. You done messed up because that's his new name now. Christian Mingle Punk is fired. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good too. Um, but yeah, honestly, when when Samoa Samoa Joe, man, like it, it's undersold on TV. If you stand next to this man, 
like somehow it still doesn't come off just how physically imposing he is. It's so much more in person than it is on television. And he's a big MF on TV. Uh, I, I love this dude. I love everything that he's about. I love it. Like when he's at the end of the match and he's hulking out, you just believe that he could murder somebody like right, in the, like right in the middle of the damn ring. Right. And the second that he hit that chop on punk, I'm just sitting there. I'm like, like, honestly, one of the first things on my mind was, Damn, I'd like to see him and Gunther go at it. That would be an absolute hoot to to watch those two just chop the shit out of each other for 20 minutes. But uh, regardless, this match was was hot throughout, uh, even when Punk and Samoa Joe were, were not throwing down. Uh, and it had a really hot finish where it looked like Punk was was down and out. You had Joe who had him in the, you know, the sleeper. He's passing out. Jay White had, I believe it was Dax in the corner who he was choking him out from beyond the rope. And then all of a sudden you got Cash who's on the outside. He's dealing with Juice. He slips away from Juice like Joe Mixon slipping out of a tackle and going for the end zone, right? He slides into the ring, bypasses going toward Punk, who was the legal man, which was a little confusing to me. But Dax is his boy, all right? So he takes out Jay White and saves his boy. Then Dax comes in with the shoulder, and he hit Samoa Joe crisp clean right in the spine like joe's a damn good seller but i could tell that hurt uh when when dax came flying in there and he's like juice get your ass in here and he tags him in it was ball game after that juice gets hit with the big rig he gets hit with the go to sleep punk gets the one two three and the entire crowd goes goes home happy the pin happened with like 60 seconds left so i knew there wasn't really an angle that was coming in. I know there were a lot of people who were hoping we would get some kind of an angle. Sean, I know a lot of you on Twitter were talking like, please just let the elite come in at the end of the show and just beat his ass down. I wish. Yeah. I wish. It's what we all want, but I think, you know, we're all just going to wish about it uh, for, for a while here. But uh, look, finish may be a little bit predictable, Iridian, but uh, hey, it sends the crowd home happy. CM Punk gets a win. Everybody, I think, got to shine a little bit in this match in the end. You know what? I thought Joe had him. I was like, oh, man, he's passing out. He's done for. And I'm like, and they're going to do it in Chicago? That would have been a gag. That would have been gag. so crazy. Could you imagine if CM Punk would have lost after he came out with his Santa Claus bag and said he wasn't leaving his shoes in the ring? That would have been insane. I also would have been for that. But, you know, he picked up the win. Cool. I did think that something else was going to happen, though, and nothing happened. I was like, oh. Okay, I think I was kind of left a little disappointed because um, it didn't even have to be the elite. I thought MJF was going to come out, um, but that didn't yeah. happen. So MJF's got his hands full right now, right? So he's getting, he's got the match at Forbidden Door that he says he's not going to show up for, but he's definitely still been booked uh, for that show. And he's got, you know, Adam Cole, who's, you know, barking hey, up hey. tree. And now he's got CM Punk. So he's got a long list. He, he's a bit, he'll get to CM Punk on, on his own time. So, uh, you know, you know, Max wasn't going to show up for the first collision show. Come on now. He wasn't, he, wasn't I mean, he could have showed up on the screen at least, you know, <laughs> well, I mean, he could have showed a picture of him at least. But it, it's very, Max wasn't even watching the show. He probably, at this point, he doesn't even know that Punk has called his ass out. Right. So, you he, know what? He, he probably didn't even know that collision existed. Max probably <laughs> so far too. Had no idea that there was another show. Wholeheartedly. I know, Ricky Dink show. If I'm not on it, who cares? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I uh, got a lot of uh, super chats and humper chats coming in on this one. Uh, Parker Hines, uh, thank you very much. Commentary got over the headlock takeover move that Punk did to Joe. Eyeball, eyeball emoji coincidence. I think not. Uh, Chi Town Spurs. Uh, Punk cut an incredible promo and port in support of uh, trans kids post show. 
uh, which uh, really puts all the wrestling drama into perspective. Um, look, man, say what you want about CM Punk, but uh, yeah, the the guy is not afraid to to share his opinions and controversy follows that man and i don't care you know i'll i'll just i'll say it out here right now i don't i don't view cm punk as a bad guy like a lot of the views that he has on humanity as a whole i'm like this guy cannot be that bad of a guy maybe he's hard to get along with but i don't think he's a bad guy at all uh adrian wells uh hey everyone how y'all doing tonight i'm doing great i'm having a ball thank you very much great show glad to see uh my boy cm punk and samoa joe again i have not been here in a minute how was smackdown Sean in Lexington live there in person. It was a great experience. I'm sure that if I had watched it on TV, there are a lot of things about that show that I would not have been thrilled about. And uh, I understand, but I mean, getting to see uh, the, the KO Sami Zayn and pretty deadly stuff was a blast. Getting to see the bloodline breakup was a blast. Well, that yeah. gauntlet match was incredible. Uh, that was uh, a lot of fun. Uh, it was a great show. It was a great show to be at live. Man, so the so live the gauntlet match was incredible. Oh yes, live the gauntlet match was a blast. It was like thirty okay. straight minutes of of good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Didn't Why people hate that. it online? Yeah. Well, I just personally didn't come off that great. Uh, oh, it was awesome live. Yeah. Man, live you do get swept up in the moment, right? Like I remember being at Extreme Rules, watching Finn Balor and Roman Reigns, and getting swept up in the moment, like the demons about to beat him, and then you know smoke and everything and the turnbuckle broke and i'm like damn that was a hell of a finish i went back and i watched it on tv i was like fuck that sucked what the hell (laughs) (laughs) what the hell was that uh rh saying uh first cresta is my spirit animal second uh great show third after the match samoa joe threw that chair straight up the damn ramp uh fourth if we don't get cm punk for samoa joe and ring of honor what are we even doing i Look, Punk may have Max in his uh, future here, uh, Iridian, but uh, look, C- uh, CM Punk and Samoa Joe, I think that's that's what you got to run with here off the bat while Max is busy doing other things. I think that 100% that's, that's the direction to go. And that's a money match. You know, I think that would really sell well. We loved it tonight. So to keep that continuing, especially in Ring of Honor, I think that would be great. You can do it on Ring of Honor. You can do it on Collision. But it, honestly, whatever, wherever the heck you want. There's no, there's no strict brand split, right? Yeah. Moa Joe, Collision, yep. Ring of Honor TV champion. There he is. Uh, small snippets of life. Uh, Punk and uh, Zaslov uh, are not fans of workers' rights, uh, says uh, Small Snippets of Life. Kylie, uh, I may not like Punk, but that trios was a lot of fun. I think Punk versus Joe is going to hump also that fan and sign after the show. Uh, question mark, question mark. Not sure uh, what that's. Uh, they were chanting someone who had a sign that says oh, CM yeah. Jump. As oh. Was and they okay. were saying, fuck your sign or something like that. I don't know. What oh. that was about. <laughs> so after the show, CM Punk was like, <laughs> CM Punk caught a, caught a pretty funny, a much more lighthearted promo after the show. Uh, he also uh, pointed out a, a fan that had a, a protect LGBTQ plus uh, rights sign and talked about how important that was and brought him in the ring. But he said, he's like, I know last time I brought you all ice cream, but everybody told me that you all hated me. So I didn't bring you ice cream. <laughs> he's like, but maybe next time he's like, you better hope I don't hate you all by then, though. What a heel. Uh, <laughs> it was a lot. Of, it was a fun. It was a fun little interview that or promo that he did afterwards as well 
Uh, Jordan McClure says, am I the only one that would take Samoa Joe and a handicap match against FTR? Dear Lord, he is a beast. I'd he watch Samoa out. Joe wrestle a broom. Like, seriously, yeah. I, I would at this point. Like, anybody. Yeah. I would I, I would love to see that man as the AEW world champion one day. Yeah. Like, I really would. Like, this is a guy, like, how they never pulled the trigger with him in WWE or decided not to do anything of major substance with him outside of his brief run Vance. with the United States title. Oh, oh, oh Wendy! Such good absolute, <laughs> absolute woof. Should have taken the title off Brock. Uh, Tom's Customs, uh, Kenta wants CM Punk's bag. Absolutely, he does. Uh, eloquent. If not Kenta, who does Punk face at Forbidden Door 2? Cresta, any guesses? Punk, opponent, Forbidden Door. I think this person has a match, but I am personally a fan of this guy. Please, I hope I say your name right. Murder Grandpa, Tamarosho nice. Ishii. Just because I want to see his chest get chopped off. Just want to see his chest yeah. get chopped off. <laughs> you know what, Cresta? I think that's that's a good one. I, I second that. I think that's a really, really good idea. Those chops. Oh, remember that match with him and Eddie Kingston just slapped each other for like 10 minutes? I hit him with Joe and just slapped each other. I was there and you heard it. You literally heard it oh. throughout the arena. Like you didn't need mics. I felt that in my heart. I'm feeling it I feel now. Like I, was there. I feel like I was there too. Where did that happen? It was literally insane. Was it, was it at Forbidden Door 1? Google yes. knows. I don't know. I want to say Forbidden Door. Yes. Yeah, I just what, remember I that match between it was either him or Samoa Joe. And for the first 10 to 15 minutes, it was just, mm. huh, 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 oh. And their yeah, meat, I think, their chest was like raw meat, hot dog. Yeah, I want to say, Ooh. I want to say it was at the United Center um, in Chicago. Yeah, I think Suzuki or Ishii would be a lot of fun mm -hmm. against Punk. Punk if would not, die, though. Kenta. But yeah, he, he might. Right? It has to be. Kind of I mean, listen, if he's upset about Hangman chopping him in the lips, <laughs> buddy. We got news for you. He's going to slap your lips off. <laughs> Suzuki, Suzuki's going to do that more and then cut whatever promo you want on him. He's not going to care. He probably won't even hear about it. Couple more here. The uh, Pro Wrestling Podcast says, No more, Mr. Nice Guy, all caps. Uh, Marquise Film says, If only Punk would have crisscrossed applesauce. Uh -huh. uh, yeah, it's kind of his MO. I'm surprised he didn't do that tonight. Uh, and then uh, finally, uh, Luke Jagger saying, Why was nothing announced for next collision? Uh, that's kind of a, I, that's a question I have because Tony Khan needed to come out strong out of the gate with this one. This one's easy to sell. CM Punk's return in Chicago. The ticket sales this week for the for the Canadian shows have have not been great. I think he I'm surprised they haven't announced anything for the next next week's collision at this point. Uh me too. At one point at one point they were planning uh Switchblade and Punk one on one for that second collision, but I don't know where things stand now. Well, I don't we, know, just gotta tune in, buddy. I mean, we're probably gonna yeah. get it on Wednesday. Tony Khan doing uh I have a great Incredible. announcement for you. I can't. I can't not blink. Big, big TK announcement version 5.0 here. We'll we'll get one for <laughs> I believe the fifth week uh, in a row. Either that or oh my goodness, just for Excalibur, his uh, his match announcement <laughs> promo just got. Hey, can you fit eight more matches inside of an extra fifteen seconds, please? Can you do that? Awesome, great. Go at it, Excalibur. We're good to go. 
There's your entire everybody will be flocking to Twitter. Okay, what did he say? What's the collision lineup on Saturday? Oh man. Imagine if Excalibur got paid per word. Oof. <laughs> oh, he should. He should work that into his next contract 100 percent But uh well, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. We've reached the end of uh collision. We, we, we've we, got, a, we got a couple more. We got a couple Ooh, more. We got one in uh, Jackson says wrestling is so much better with CM Punk back on TV. But when he returns to Long Island, we're going to boo him out of the building while I wear my MJF better than the best in the world shirt. Yeah. That I mean, I love that they've created their own Montreal in Long, on Long Island. Yeah. Like they've done their own bizarro world there. And I think I think that's amazing. Also, M.A. Salco becoming a Fightful member. I want to thank Adrian Wells for gifting five YouTube memberships. I've been putting uh, a lot of like lost footage, behind the scenes footage, a lot of stuff like that on those. And thank you to Zach Schimmel for being a two year Twitch member. Hey. Uh, yep. couple, couple plugs before we hop off the air. Uh, Scott uh, Scott uh, Edwards has a new interview dropping on Sunday. That'll be text based. But this past week, I dropped an interview with Ridge Holland. Uh, this week, I interviewed Brian Zane of Wrestling with Regret, 10 years of Wrestling with Regret. That's going to be a fun one. I've got interviews with uh, Nova, the former Simon Dean, which is a rarity. He doesn't really do those. And Blue Meanie in the can. I found my Dakota Kai and EO Sky interview that got lost. So that's going to be going up very soon. Mm. And uh, I'm heading to London to do a bunch more. So there you go. That's going to happen. That's going to be an absolute blast. So, uh, Iridian, what do, you, what do you got going on uh, the rest of this week? Where can people follow your stuff outside of what you're doing for FIFA? Yeah, head over to my YouTube channel at Rest Friends. We are going to have a couple videos up this week. We're super excited. And anywhere else, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Iridian underscore Fiero. Cresta, what you got going on? Just want to go ahead and say overall this show, fantastic. I give it a 9.8 because I made that up right now. My only complaint <laughs> is that I do wish there was someone else a third person on their commentary booth, like a Taz, a mm. Don Callis, like someone to really give it that. Cause I think they're great together, but it's two similar styles. You can find me anywhere on the internet where you can type Cresta star, um, Cresta the star. There's a link tree in my bio on my Twitter. You can find everything from the playlist of Joel Pearl and myself on impact Thursday here on Fightful cheap plugs. Sometimes I'm live on Fridays with Steven Jensen for the premium live events or the big pay-per-views with um for fightful not fightful impact i'm having a stroke as we speak um i'm on <laughs> i'm on Mon not mondays wednesdays and fridays typically on twitch or tiktok crest star but just follow me somewhere i don't know what i'm doing it's like almost it's 12 o'clock my brain is off <laughs> so yeah, jim just... ross jim ross said that uh he's taking some time off because oh. he was supposed to be that third guy and then he yeah, showed up exactly. beat to hell uh he's taking some time to heal up they, they keep trying to, to force it in there, but Jim Ross is not what he used to be. I know he badly wants to get to that 50-year mark at, yeah. in 2024, <laughs> but uh, I think that Veda Scott would be good. I thought, well, I would normally think that Renee Paquette would be good, but here's, here's the setup on that. A lot of people thought Renee Paquette wasn't good in WWE. She was the third person in a three-person booth in WWE. There's nothing more to say in a WWE booth for the first guy back then than, oh, ooh, Ah, shit like that. Like they didn't, they didn't get to say anything much less the third person in the booth. Yeah. So she was set up back then. I would love to see her get another shot at it, but I would really like 
to see Veda Scott get a shot yeah, at it. I think that though. she's really good. I yeah, we I think when we had our our pre-show meeting, we were talking about this, and I was or, or maybe it was Maggie who asked me on uh, um, Fifel Overbooked, who I would want on commentary. It's like I would love to see a female on uh, commentary on this show, but uh, that was my only gripe when the panel got announced. So maybe this uh, with JR being out, that'll open up a spot uh, guys. You can follow me uh, on Twitter at Rick Uchino spelled as you see there. If you're in the uh, Cincinnati area, I'm on local radio, 700 WLW ESPN, 1530. And I covered the Bengals for Sirius XM, the pro wrestling beat. You can now find me here on fightful uh, every Saturday, except next week because I have to do an overnight shift. So I have to miss the second one, but that should be my last one. And I will be here every Saturday after that. Uh, and let's see, where else am I? You can find my articles on SB nation, uh, cage in the past week. I have talked to Zoe Stark. I have talked to Chris Statlander and I have talked to Gunther. Uh, all of those articles are up at cage or you can, uh, go to my YouTube channel, which is the believe in pro wrestling podcast, YouTube channel spelled B-L-E-A-V. Uh, you can find other videos for two of those interviews because one was for the radio station. Uh, those are up there right now. We do uh, live streams every week. Uh, myself and SP3, who's a regular here on Fightful, go live every Tuesday at 2 o'clock. So I uh, would love it if you guys could follow and uh, subscribe us over there. If you can't get enough of SP3, because much like professional wrestling, he's on seven days a week uh, doing everything that he does. So I think that's all of it. Yeah, I think it, it, go go to my Twitter page. It's all there. <laughs> Other than that, Sean, do you want to close us out uh, since you opened us up here? Guys, I want to say thank you all so much. You guys are going to love uh, Rick Iridian and Cresta here every Saturday. And when applicable, I will be popping by and doing some insider stuff. It'll be usually at the top of the show. Uh, I will probably find a way to do a, a bit of a recap on Fightful Select about SmackDown and Collision, but I will be popping up on those shows as well. Man, we are here every weeknight. We're here... Several weekdays and weekend afternoons as well. Grapsity, the spotlight, as well as list and your boy. Uh, also check out Fightful Overbook. There's a ton of great stuff over there. In the Weeds is legitimately one of my favorite wrestling podcasts right now. It's a great morning show. But also, uh, we've got just a ton of content on Instagram, on TikTok, on all that good stuff. We are expanding our shorts, all that good stuff as well. Thank you all so much. Until next time, we're out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.